Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast where every two weeks we come and talk about an anime that we've recently watched in a book club format. We discuss characters and themes and lots of spoilers, but we're not there yet. And then we turn our discussion over to our listeners. They can send us back comments and tell us what they agree with, what they disagree with, what their opinions are, because everyone's opinions matters in this format. We're all part of the Baka Club, and that's how we present this. We are <laughs> we are discussing Mob Psycho 103. That is a bit of a mouthful. Uh, it is the technically third season of Mob Psycho 100. We have done the first two, and this is the end of the story, so we had to come back one more time. And to do that, I need the help of my co-host. First off, we have the Reagan to my mob. It's Jeremy. Hi. <laughs> um... Elfin lied, or is it Lied or Led? Lied, uh, I think, because of the psychic powers. I could see the connection. A little yep. more gory. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of like what what good psychic anime have I seen that I would recommend? Yeah, I, I remember that one being really good. Okay. We also have Jason. Wow, I think that's the most <laughs> insulting thing. <laughs> Like so, you, you insult you me nearly every week. I went back like this the, time. I went back to the fifth episode of Baka Baka Baka, where we did Mob Psycho the very first time to get the names from it, and you didn't show that night, so I had nothing for you. And so you, yeah, you don't you don't get a Here proper introduction. Also, no well, one go back and watch that because if you think we're cringe now, my oh god. god, my god, it was bad. And I'll also point out. Real quickly, yes, we are doing a third show on an anime. Our <laughs> rules, we can, they have exceptions. Yes. Anyways. I see this as its own anime. It's not. We it's justify not. it however we have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been really thinking about lately and wanting to go back. And uh, You reminded me of it. I had to do something else picked out. But uh, Princess Mononoke, I need to go watch that again. That's a good one. One of my all-time favorite anime movies. It is, I remember it, it made a it, huge impression on me. I was a teenager when I saw it, if I remember correctly. And yeah, I, I watched awesome. it for like the third time, probably a couple of years ago, and I appreciated it so much more than I did when I was a kid. Mm. It is in my top Miyazaki films, but I'm a big fan of Castle in the Sky. Mm. It is not. It's, it's not his good. best, but for me, like it's it super clicks. Good. Yeah. So, uh, fun factoid before we move on, uh, Castle in the Sky is one of the anime we watched in my Japanese class in high school uh, to oh, cool. hold culture building. <laughs> oh, man. Come to find That's out, a... my teacher was just a big, uh, you know, Ghibli fan. <laughs> but it, what's really funny is he was 6'5", and he visited uh, Japan probably twice every year. And he's got all these pictures of him like walking down the street, and it's like the crowd's like here, and he's and he, here. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It explains like how when they always draw the foreigners, they're like these massive hulking monsters in anime. <laughs> and my name is Troy, 
my anime would be One Punch Man. That's easy, but I do love One Punch Man. Uh, made by the same artist, the original artist one, who he draws One Punch Man. And then also made by Bone Studios season one, I think, right? Either way. I especially love the first season. I think the first season's perfect. I like the second season. All right. With that said, let's talk about Mob Psycho 103. Jeremy, this was your pick. So what did you think without any spoilers? Yeah, spoiler free. Um, So it's definitely Mob Psycho, and I love it for that. But I think I must have like some kind of issue with uh, multi-season anime coming to a close. Because I just didn't find it as satisfying. All of the parts were there. I think if I'm going to be completely fair, it was executed very well. Um, but there was something, at least to me, that felt a little bit artificial. Because in order to tie all the knots and you know, make sure that everything has a little bow on it and the story is finished, y- you maybe have to work your story a little bit. There might be a bit of artificiality that seeps through that... We have to hit A, B, C, D, E in order to get it all done. And as a viewer, I kind of noticed that. And I never noticed anything like that in the storytelling of seasons one and two. So I, I have to say for that reason, it's it's not as good as the other two seasons to me. But I do think technically it was probably executed great. <laughs> Just this is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Fair enough. Jason, what do you think? I had a blast. Um, I, it's so funny because every time I start Mob Psycho, the, some of the art artistic, um, choices with how they draw the characters are a little off putting to me. And I think it's not so much that it's bad. It's that it's so different from everything else. Like one of the characters looks like Steve from Minecraft. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and. It's it's interesting how quickly that falls away for me every time I watch one of these seasons. Um, the storytelling like is just the vegetable oh, girls. The vegetable right. girls was the first thing that crossed my mind when you said that. Um, yeah, it's a, the storytelling is so great. Um, I loved the slow burn character building that we got through both seasons. So if you watch the season in context, it's even better. Um, and I disagree with Jeremy. I think wrapping it up felt <laughs> really great. Uh, so it's, uh, it, this is like for like 2022, 20, 2023, this is in the top five to watch. So I loved it. <clears throat> I thought this was great, but to Jeremy's point, where I see where he's coming from is that about through the second arc, I'm like, oh, this isn't like an epilogue. We've seen the story. This isn't really more story. It is tying things up. And in that context, if it was completely on its own, it's probably not peak anime. But the fact that it has two seasons of character building and is now landing that. And I, I, I explained it to these guys in the pre-show. I, I see it as like season one and two are like the triple Lux flip. This is just the feet landing on the mat and staying together knees only bent a little bit and, and landing that that perfect landing and i do think it's a perfect landing in my opinion but it definitely needed those two seasons behind it to get it there 
I think that it earned it. I, I don't see any problem with that. But it is fair if I compared like this to just like one season of Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man probably told better story throughout its one season than this did. But this was on the the shoulders of giants, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and deservedly so. So I think it's great. I don't really have any any issues with it. But we'll except for maybe one part. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> All right. This I've been more excited to talk about this than almost the rest of the anime, guys. Thoughts on the opening and the closing, <laughs> Bob Squire. Uh, they're, they're okay. Yeah, they're fine. No, I'm kidding. They, they were great. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> like all of the e- like. I think there were two EDs, and then um, there was there. I think it's just the one. Just the one. Okay. Um, but then the yeah the but yeah both. But I, the music is fantastic. The visuals are. They were very reminiscent of season one. Not um not the season two like weird uh, right. spinny spinny thing, which I thought that was great too, but. Um, yeah, they really nailed it with both of them. Mm. They didn't really make an impression on me. Did you watch it over and over <laughs> until it beat itself into your brain? No, I didn't. I watched it a couple times and then moved on. At least you gave it a couple. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So the first time I watched it, I was like, ah, not as good as 99 or 99.9. Third or fourth time I watched it, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get it. <laughs> now... So I think, honestly, in the long term, the originals are still better. But right now, this is the new hotness, and I have been listening right. to it over and over again, <laughs> and, and I really do love it. Um, I, I also like they did some cool tricks in the opening. First, the song's called One, which is also the name of the artist who made Mob Psycho. So that's really cool. And then at the end, it says Bones, the studio, with the B and the S drop off, and it turns into One. And then it says One and Only One, which is the motto of the song. And then the ending is like the smudged marker drawings of Mob going throughout his morning, while the ending of season one was the same art style, but Regan getting up through his morning. Mm-hmm. And I loved I love the parallels. I just love the respect they have for what they've done, that this really is a full circle project. The whole point is just to tie everything together. And yeah, that shows just the OP and ED. So do you guys actually remember that the first season's ed was regan getting up in the morning or did you like go back and remind yourself um i have been listening to the op on youtube <laughs> uh a lot uh-huh. and, and honestly i've just been typing in like mob choir play all of them and so it played all the openings and then it started playing all the endings and i looked down and i'm like oh that that's that's the same exact art style. No, I did not uh, remember six years ago what the uh, art style yeah, was. Yeah, I was like, I, was I, never. Did, I don't remember this stuff. Like, you guys are describing the songs and everything. I'm like, I got no clue. I Okay, I do go back and watch the Mob Psycho openings uh-huh. occasionally okay. on YouTube. They are that good. They are some of the best in the business. Um, 99, 99.9 are, are, are great songs. Yeah. So, Mob, Mob Choir, one of my favorite bands, apparently. One of the ones that hit for me that I didn't wasn't a big fan of the anime it was Princess Pri- Principles OP. I really like that one sticks with me for some reason. I'll go back and watch that every once in a while. Oh, really? Ooh. I I don't yeah. remember that one. I now I want to see yes. it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll have to check that out later. I'll bet I loved it too. I bet I was like, "This is fire!" And I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Uh, before we go to spoilers, though, our next anime is finally here, guys. I waited so long. This anime was on fire in Japan. It's it's visually impressive. It's got this great time loop story. It's called Chainsaw Summer. Man. No. <laughs> Summertime <laughs> Rendering, which is technically a 2022 oh. older anime almost by this point. But they but Disney bought the rights. And they've been holding it, and they've been holding it. Well, they finally released it. It's on Hulu in America, Disney Plus in other regions. It's here. Summertime rendering. It's going to be two podcast episodes to do. We're doing episodes 1 through 12 for the first one. This is about a young man who has to return to a sleepy little fishing village because of the death of a friend. And he ends up in a time loop, bizarre monster battles, crazy story. Every time I've seen a clip from it, I'm like, that's from that anime? What is this about? Yeah. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this for cool. so long. Me too. Summertime rendering. Here we go. Finally. Woo! Sweet. All right. Let's drop our spoiler warning now. If you <laughs> have not seen Mob Psycho 103, spoilers coming. But also probably spoilers for part one and part two. So if. I, I would guess you would know right now if you want to hear these spoilers or not. Like, Mob uh, dies. <gasps> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends. <laughs> I mean, that's how everything ends, right? Eventually. Yep. Eventually. <laughs> then he's just all there with Dimple. Now, now we've gotten dark. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler warning has been dropped. Hmm. We're moving to the story. All right. Catch up with Mob. And the beginning of this story, do we need to explain who Mob is and all that stuff again? Do, should we assume people know? A uh, super psychic boy with no emotions. Suppresses his emotions because he once hurt his brother in a psychic outburst. He is the, probably the most powerful psychic on the entire planet because of these repressed emotions. Mm. And he's battled evil psychic organizations and basically redeemed them all. <laughs> And, and now there's a the giant broccoli from last season is still here and a yeah, major yeah. focal point for this season, which was yep. a result of the villain having so much psychic, psychic energy. He was going to destroy the city. Mob absorbed it and turned it into a piece of giant broccoli because he had seeds in his pocket. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's a few characters that walk by. I'm like. You were a bad guy, I want to say. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me so many times. I was like, who are you? Who are you? Yeah, I, I, I actually meant to say that in the non-spoiler section, that I do kind of wish they had been closer together. I just know that's not literally possible. Mm. They need time to make it. But I kind of wish I could just sit down and watch Mob Psycho beginning to end now. I really envious the people who start now back in season one and get to watch all of it yeah. together. That, I think, will be a better experience than having it broken out every couple of years. Mm-hmm. So Mob. Mob is uh he's in school and he has to fill out his career path summary. Because he's coming up on coming, fourth year, right? You know, he's a second year in middle school and he's coming up on his third year, and they're like, Okay, it's time to start thinking oh, about what you want to do. I thought he was third year coming up on his fourth year, but okay, my bad. I think they only do three years, and Tomei is a third year about to go to high school. And she's one year older than 
Because mm. I, I think at the very end we are in his third year. We've we've passed into his third year. Because he does stick uh, around oh. as vice president. So right, right, yeah. And a lot of those members, okay. some of those characters are no longer there because they yeah. have gone on to high school. All right, super spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So we have talked multiple times about Mob. I have no idea what we've said in the past, but what do you guys think about Mob now? <laughs> And what happens to him in this story? Um, okay, super major spoiler. Um, I am just enthralled with how they went with this story with Mob because I was expecting, an, you know, just like every other shonen or other anime that, you know, you had big bad guy, you beat big bad guy new big bad guy comes that's bigger than big bad guy beat that bad and then oh the guy that hired this guy who happens to be bigger than big <laughs> bad guy it that didn't happen we didn't get a bad guy which i loved because mm-hmm. bad guy was we th- we thought one person but really he wasn't he was just calling for attention and then mm-hmm. other bad guy happened to be mob like yep. the the biggest bad guy was an internal battle that ended up spilling out into real world. But um, I loved this storyline because of that. This idea that we're, well, that didn't Reagan help. Okay. I, I'm going to save that till we get there because I, I really <laughs> want to talk about that because I really love it. But anyway, because of the slow character arc uh, burn for mob, um, I, I really liked this character. He was himself all the way until episode nine. And then he has this existential crisis and it's all yeah. triggered by this idea of what are you going to do in the future? And he has no idea. And I just, yeah. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Um, Mop's always been really interesting to me because he's got this sort of um, repression of all of his emotions and, and just not engaging with society and with the people around him any more than he absolutely has to for the most part, but he's still curious He's he's still always been curious and wanting to just not sure how to do it safely. And in the first two seasons, what I do remember, and honestly, this was one thing in the OP that stuck with me uh, every time that uh, that the show started, because usually, you know, you can't get it right on. I would still get the shot of like Regan and Mob standing there and like Regan's crouched down and he's got a hand on Mob's shoulder or whatever. And then he stands up and Mob is just aging and going through all the different outfits that we've seen him in and everything. And that that is so cool. But but to me, that is uh, kind of the culmination of of what we're seeing here is his personality has uh, he's become less gullible. He's still gullible, but he's become less gullible. He's become less dependent on Regan. He's still dependent, but less dependent. That That's really cool. We're getting to see that Mob is growing into an adult. And especially his Chad moment. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, Mob Chad, <laughs> Giga Chad. Oh man, Giga Mob. Awesome. Yes. Um, and so seeing what his concerns are, because like his concerns have always been in one way or another that girl from his class. You know, he's always had a crush on her in every season. But being older now, this is becoming something more serious. Like now, he's like, I really got to ask her out. That kind of thing, right? He's at that stage. So just watching him grow into more of an adult is absolutely fascinating. And I totally agree with Jason. Like 
the idea that Mob is the villain because his suppressed powers are such a danger and such a problem. And in order to really bring his story to a close, you have to deal with that. And that is that is really cool. What they did with him is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I think Mob's a great character. He's He's been really fun to go on the ride with and very believable. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite characters in anime. The the story writer one has such a interesting approach compared to most anime because like you said it's it's shown in power I'm Deku I want to be the best I'm gonna excel I need to excel and then he does One Punch Man and he's like I did excel and now I'm completely dissatisfied and it brought me <laughs> yeah. no joy at all and then you have Mob who's like I could excel but that's not where I want to excel I want to be a yeah. normal person and excel at other stuff that I put hard work into not something I just got. Did, and, did you catch that he had One Punch Man on his phone? Yes, I did see that. I wrote, I even wrote it down somewhere in my notes. I didn't um, see that. I was like, that's so meta. It, yeah, his cell phone has One Punch Man on it. Drawn, <laughs> drawn though, in the Mob Psycho style, which is funny. Right. Um, I, I just, to kind of piggyback on what Jeremy said, too, I love seeing all the improvements. Nowhere in this entire season does Mob resolve any problems with violence. Yeah, him personally, he obviously he's the kind of the big bad of the ending, so he can't beat himself with violence. But um, that doesn't happen. And then his big confrontation with the villain of the first arc, he literally pushes his powers away and says, "Okay, they were in the way. Now we can talk. And I just want to talk this through. And that's not something Mob was capable of before. He couldn't come to those emotional resolutions. He needed that anger to or that emotion to boil to 100 percent, release his power. He'd bash whatever he needed to bash, and then he could maybe confront it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's there's little things too. There's a there's a quick shot in episode nine where he's playing soccer and the ball gets kicked to him and he fields it and he passes it along and then keeps running up the field. In season one, he tripped over that ball and he fell flat on his face. There was, <laughs> there was, they did a matching right. shot. Um, he, when he runs with oh, the body, cool. when he runs with the body improvement club, he's not passing out anymore they don't carry him anymore in fact he becomes the vice president they they went out of their way to show that he has matured just like you said Uh, and i absolutely love that for him for for what they set him up to be and then bringing that to a resolution and having him mature into that and he still has a way to go too which is part of the story like we we all do and that's Mm -hmm. okay and that's such a good message so big fan big fan of mob I was actually really surprised at how much time has elapsed because I didn't realize when I saw that at the end of, at the end of the OP where he's just this little tiny kid. I was like, wait a minute, is that how little he was when we first no, saw him? No, but that is how little he was when he met Regan because he had his psychic powers. He was freaking out about him, and he found he went to the psychic's office, yeah. Regan, and was like, "Hey, what do I do with him?" And Regan's like, right. "Whatever you want." Your powers aren't you. You're you're you. You're part of society. Don't worry about your powers. You're not special. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to start using you for help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As Regan is wont to do. The duality of Regan. Um, so it was a flashback in season one then. Okay. Yes, yes. So we have seen Mob that small, but that is not where Mob started. I think it's maybe been one year. No, because season two has yeah, Regan's birthday. Been a few years, a couple of years, years. Yeah. At least two, maybe more. All right, so he's freaking out about this form. He doesn't know what he wants to do, and he starts going around asking for advice. 
And the first person he asked is his master, his boss, Regan, who says, what do you mean your future? This is your future. <laughs> this job. Um, and so we need to talk about Regan, who really is almost a dual primary protagonist of this series. Uh, he gets his own spin-off manga, which I've been reading. It's fantastic. Uh, your guys' thoughts on my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot. We did a Baka breakdown on Regan in the bar That's in right, we season, season two. And he outshines himself. And And one thing I wanted to point out he he says he has no psychic powers whatsoever, but he developed a little bit of sensitivity because he can see Dimple. Yeah, that's true. Um, I remember him developing that in season two. Uh, but anyways, uh, his arc is not as good as Mob's, but it's just fantastic. Um, I I love this idea that. <laughs> When he sees dollar signs, he loses his ability to think rationally, and he will con whoever he needs to to get to it. But once danger presents itself, he doesn't just go into self-protection mode. He instantly is concerned about the people around him as well, especially mom. Um, And we see that not only in the basement with the... uh, but with the sword guy, we see that on the mountaintop, and then we see that at the uh, at the whirlwind or the tornado, um, and him just kind of laying out his honesty there at the end was just so impactful. Uh, I, I really like Mob Psycho would be great even without him, but it's so much better with him. So Regan always reminds me of Psych. Um... <laughs> the protagonist of psych uh where he basically is pretending oh. to be a psychic but he's not yeah for anybody who hasn't seen that it's it's very very similar he helps detectives oh, that's, and that's yeah. right because the the telepath kid he goes oh he has no ability he's just really good at reading people <laughs> yep also you go see the show psych i know this is an anime podcast but it's one of my favorite shows that show is it's, amazing it's very good yeah um, and so for that reason, you know, I, I definitely find that type of character to be very funny, very engaging, interesting, especially because he also plays it very comedically. And we're not talking about Psych anymore. We're talking about Regan. Um, <laughs> Regan's role and his execution of things. He has very good comedy timing, um, you know, like the way that that he couldn't give a care in the world about the hundred yokai army. You know, <laughs> like this guy's a cosplayer. The cops will arrest him. It's all fine. Wait, you have a million yen? Okay, <laughs> let's go get these yokai. They're going to cause problems. We don't want to let this cycle of sadness continue. He's <laughs> like, he's got all the catchphrases and fully engaged. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to repeat everything Jason said, but like, yeah, same things. Um, he's a great character. Uh, it was cool to see that he finally did confront, like, I, I don't know if I'm remembering incorrectly or not. I have vague memories of him wanting to say something to Mob previously, but not doing it. Maybe that's just me thinking he was doing that. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, you have to point out yeah. the specific scene. I, I don't remember exactly. But but the fact that he actually does, uh, that, he, that he comes out with it and 
tells Mob the truth about him not having any psychic powers. And that's actually very, very important because of Mob's gullibility. Like that is a bigger issue than it might seem, you know, at face value to to just reveal this. So um yeah, he's a good character. And not just that I lied to you, I've been using you. Yeah. I can't believe he added that in. I was like, man, that's so big. He's telling oh he's he went the, he took responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Like he went all in. Uh, yeah. Regan, I was telling these guys, is probably one of my top five anime characters of all time uh, at this point. It helps also that I'm reading the manga. But uh, the thing that really strikes me that always stays with me is the end of season one. When Mob's facing the fi- about to face the final boss of that season and Regan comes up to him and like gives him a slaps on the cheeks and is like, you're a kid. This shouldn't come onto your shoulders. You shouldn't have to do this. And then the powers go to Regan, right? And he's able to smash these. He thinks he's smashing posers away, but he actually has psychic powers now. But just that that embrace of, I'm I'm adult. I'll take care of you. You don't have to face the world's problems as a child. In anime, that's so unique. <laughs> like in anime, we put problems on the children. <laughs> That there wouldn't be anime if we didn't make the children get in the robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so unique and that's always stuck with me. And so I just love every moment he has of how much he cares about Mob, but he is a user and a liar and he knows it. Um, but I have one big question I need to ask you about Regan. Did he quit smoking? I don't remember him smoking once this season. And he definitely smoked in the first season. Yeah, I didn't see any cigarettes. I didn't either. Okay, so yeah, I, I I'd like to think he did that for Mob, just in my head canon, I guess. <laughs> sure. All right, so that's Regan. So yeah, you asked Regan. Regan's like, yeah, this is your future, and so Mob. Um, oh yeah, we meet Regan's new apprentice, uh, Sarazawa, who I think we all had to Google. Yeah. I have to remember who this was. Uh, he was the guy with the umbrella who was a shut-in and had been saved by the vil- main villain from last season two and had been used by him. And Mob's like, I'll be your friend. And so he switched sides. And and now he's got a haircut and a suit and yeah, tie. He I, I think desk. that is unfair, too, because... Like, <laughs> yeah, they the, changed his appearance. They, yeah, they completely changed his appearance. Most of the time that we knew this character, he looked completely different. And only in the very last scenes of of season two did they <laughs> they change his appearance so like why would we possibly recognize him anyways but also um according to the character guidebook regan stops smoking completely as soon as mob starts coming to the office so your head cannon's right best character ever <laughs> there are some great look i, I don't want to spoil the manga because we're not here to spoil the manga there are mm-hmm. some great jokes and some great moments for regan they, they let him shine in it and it's it's just so good. I recommend reading it for anyone who's like really enjoying this and just wants a three months later. Here's what the characters are doing. And it's not really an emo- any emotional growth for anybody, but just to get it's more of an exploration of the character of Regan. And it's it's just really good. Would you call it slice of life or is there like something going on? No, there's something going on. Okay. It, it's all told from Tomei's point of view. You know, how she said she started working there. Yeah. Yeah, that's only kind of true. She's just showing up. <laughs> He's like, you know, <laughs> you I didn't, didn't invite you. Not officially. <laughs> and she just shows up. And so she's like, I don't want to get psychic. And he's, she's like, I'll be psychic like you. He's like, yeah, like me. And they, they have some, <laughs> they have some psychic adventures. And 
but it, it was okay. just like I said, it was really good. It was a gift from my daughter for for Christmas, and I've been waiting to read it, and this was a good time. Mm. All right, Sarah I, I, Zawa. Okay. Sorry, oh. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, my last thing, uh, just for some reason, even near the end, he still isn't giving up his Conways. Because, like, he's coming up the stairs and Dimple's like, there wasn't even anyone there, like, anything there. He's like, yeah, I know, but, you know, I threw some salt. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he's still a habitual liar. Like, he didn't grow. He mm-hmm. he just was honest for once. Right, it took responsibility. Yeah. Right. right. But he's like, yep. ah, this is, this is, he charged him anyways. Uh, and he, so Sarazawa doesn't really get any growth um, other than, like, he starts going to night school throughout the story and stuff. He's he's kind of similar to Mob and that he's like I I I want to be more than just this psychic superhero. So, your guys' thoughts on Sarazawa? Um, he's a pretty bland character, but he did add to the scenes that he was in. Um, I did like. He seems to be willingly allowing himself to be manipulated by mm-hmm. uh, Reagan. He doesn't. From his actions and the way he kind of portrays himself, either he's super, super dumb or he's just like, this is a good middle stop for me while I study in school. And, you know, Reagan does have some good uh, advice. So right. I guess I'll stick around. That's what it's because he's a shut in and Reagan is a master of living <laughs> or you know, good, good advice. So he's just trying to learn how to be a functional adult. And that's and and in in trade he's helping Reagan, even though it does seem he believes Reagan is an actual powerful psychic and is right and is completely fooled by that. But yeah, he's not there to become a better psychic. He doesn't care about that anymore. He's just there to learn life skills. I mean, yeah. To to watch how impressed he was with rice glue. Oh my gosh! Yes. So um, I guess if you think about it in terms of where he came from and the fact that he was not just a shut in, but like sort of in a, a, a I almost want to call it like a codependent relationship with the master of claw. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the guy was just basically keeping him to suck his power from him or something. If, or maybe I remember he was doing that to his son, at least. He was absorbing his son's power and gathering Yeah, that, that it, was his big skill, him. was absorbing power, too. Yeah. And so he had this guy. And and I do remember that there was something about uh, Serizawa believing that, you know, his relationship with the leader of Claw was one of, of friendship and a true mentor to a student and everything. And then finding out that that was not what was really happening was a huge, painful revelation to him. So in this situation of Regan, he's essentially learned from Mob that, you know, Regan's a good guy. I've got a good relationship with him. He's trustworthy. So I think he's going into it. Yeah, and he pays me. Yeah, and so I think he's going into it with that expectation and hopefulness. But every now and then he sees things that Regan's doing that expose that maybe Regan's not 100% honest. But at the same time, he seems kind of harmless. Um, it seems like he's actually still more interested in helping you than he is in, you know, uh, doing anything harmful to you to help himself. Um, so, so yeah, I kind of wonder how much of it is him coming from that situation where he's got a sort of 
mental training to to have codependent relationships, but at the same time wanting to get out of that sort of relationship. So he's spotting some of the symptoms and then trying to decide. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I saw I saw some potential complexity in his uh, interactions and reactions to what he saw from Regan. But beyond that, yeah, in in pretty much every other way, he was kind of just there like a wallflower almost <laughs> <laughs> not really important to any story that was taking place he definitely makes regan less dependent on mob though which is good for yeah. both of them mm-hmm. um, so yeah the this office gets a client who brings in this totem he thinks is cursed and he's like i paid all this money for it and regan looks on the bottom as like, it's cheap sticker on it <laughs> Well, one thing Regan is good at is, is recognizing cons, which is <laughs> definitely something he does help his clients with. One um, thing I have to keep remembering is, like, they'll throw around numbers like a million yen, and I have to keep remembering, oh, that's right, that's like $10,000. Like, it's still a lot of money, yeah. but like, it's always yep. inflated by two zeros. Right. Yep. Uh, but the totem ends up actually being cursed. And then he's like, oh, yes, I knew that. I was testing Sarazawa, who didn't mention it. So he fails, and he has to do the exorcism now. Um, (laughs) But they break the arm during the exorcism, and this is when he uses rice to glue it (laughs) together. And what did he say? He paid like 18,000 yen for it. But on the bottom, he lifts it up, and it's only got 500 yen on the bottom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Then Mob, he talks to his parents about the career path survey. They're not very much help. He talks to Dimple about it. And now we need to talk about Dimple, the evil spirit who lives in Mob's room, waiting to um, use him <laughs> for his glorious <laughs> plans of becoming a god. Uh, at least that was why he originally started staying there. He was an antagonist for one of the arcs in this first season. He's been helpful at times throughout season two and now he still is kind of questionable your guys thoughts on temple this season what a fantastic character um Mm -hmm. he was not this great the other two seasons um jeremy i think you had some really Mm -hmm. um uh, insightful thoughts why don't don't you go first sure um i absolutely love dimple i i cracked up when he realized that he had become distracted and he had grown fond of and accustomed to mob and forgotten what his true motivations and goals were. And he realized this because mob's like, what should I do? I need to figure out what my career path is. And so Dimple's like, what was my career? Oh crap. (laughs) I wanted to, I was leading a cult. I was going to be a God with all that worshiper power. And then he makes a deal with Bobbity, becomes Majin Dimple. <laughs> Basically, Bobbity the giant broccoli monster. Yeah. And so just seeing that and seeing how this, once again, we have another character who has had an excellent arc over the previous two seasons. And in order to tie things up here, we have to see a resolution of that arc. And they do it really, really well. Um, the fact that, you know, he he posits his idea to Mob almost immediately. He's like, OK, um, I do have something I really want to do. Let's go do this. You can be a god with me. This is going to be great. This is what I always wanted. And um, and that gets shot down. And so seeing seeing him try to essentially achieve his goals 
and kind of get lost in those goals and start causing a lot of problems uh, was it, it, it felt like really good writing, like things were playing out in a way that was believable for this character. Um, now, the interaction between him and Mob that takes place to resolve this, I thought was actually um, I was I was. I was not 100 percent on board. Until it actually like, I, I don't know, I guess got halfway through and then then it was good. Then it felt right. I know it's kind of like there's a whole lot of um, ambiguity here because I think those scenes are really good. I kind of want to make sure that we hit them in the order that they happen. So I don't want to talk about them too much. But um, but yeah, I thought Dimple was great. Um, and it's sad when Dimple dies. It's very sad when Dimple dies. But he comes back. So it's all good. Um, one of my favorite things about this storyline um it, it it builds up throughout so dimple kind of disappears for a couple mm. episodes and actually uh mob's brother even mentions like hey i haven't seen him in a while mm-hmm. um it it's building up as if dimple's going to be the main antagonist of this story mm-hmm. and to come to find out that it was more of a cry for attention and yeah. for companionship <laughs> Also, like, so that that was really good, and it actually had great resolution, but I also love the philosophical mind exercise, or, like, um, thought exercises that happen here, uh, and the main one that I really liked was, you know, I'm not hurting anyone. Someone else would have taken this spot anyways. Why doesn't it be someone ultra-realistic like me? Because I've always wanted this anyways. And, you know, these people are happy and satisfied. Like, what's the harm? Like, these are really great um, uh, debate that they have during this whole arc. And, uh, yeah, just and of course, you know, Dimple going, oh, I just wanted a friend. Uh, (laughs) It felt felt really good. Like, really great payoff. Yeah. My favorite thing is that Jeremy's like, we'll save this for later. Jason's like, no! I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to tell well, you. Well, I, <laughs> I didn't get any specifics. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, there is still enough feet on the boat. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Dimple. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I he didn't really ever make an impression. He wasn't one of my favorite characters in the, the first couple of seasons. But I do think they did a lot of great stuff with him here. And most of what I want to talk about is in the actual argument, too. So I'm going to save mine because uh, Dimple himself, he's fine. He's he's good. He's good stuff. But it's what they do with him. It's the plot points that really uh, drive some great writing in this series. So Dimple's cool. <laughs> For an evil uh, cult leader that's dead leader. and haunting everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Regan has a job. He takes Mob on with Sarazawa, where they basically a hoarder who's just disgusting <laughs> and, and gross and lives in this disgusting, filthy house with cockroaches, which we have learned bad in anime. Big deal when cockroaches show up. That is that is not favorite thing in Japan. And all of them are like, you are not possessed. Because he starts blaming his 
like hair loss and like his, yeah. his you know losing he his girlfriend his he brushes his teeth twice a day they still look like this no matter what he does so he um, must be possessed yeah he must be yeah. possessed and they're just um, like you, no you're just gross i got i, I got touch on like i love that they find a picture of him from when he was younger and he's already bald <laughs> You're like you're not possessed. You never had hair. <laughs> um, I got we got to touch on the cockroach thing. Okay, because that had come up on one of the anime we watched. I blurred it out, right? We were like, why would yeah. it blur it out? And then we found out big thing. How did we we missed it so much? I've been watching My Hero Academia. I've mentioned this multiple times. And there was a character who like picks. It was a big deal that he picked up a cockroach in school, and the girls were like, oh no, he picked up a cockroach. It's everywhere in anime we completely, really we are idiots we deserve wow. it is a big deal it's well, I, so many anime I, I guess in 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 our defense nobody likes cockroaches right. right everybody thinks cockroaches are disgusting and so if it's as simple as like ew it's a cockroach I, I, that wouldn't really stand out to me but um yeah, I don't know if, if they'd like blurted or something. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe definitely, definitely now I'm that surprised. I know, whenever it's yeah. mentioned in an anime, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it totally was, their... it's totally there. <laughs> yeah, but, but like you said, bugs are gross, so it just seems yeah. like an automatic thing to use as a reference. But yeah, it's it's like this ultra thing. Yeah, okay. Special. And I love that Reagan is just like the worst freaked out. He's sweating profusely oh, yeah. because he's so uncomfortable. So. Yeah. So this uh, a spirit actually forms from the guy. He's not possessed, but his lethargy actually creates a spirit that hit, attacks everyone in the neighborhood, making him lethargic. Regan, who's out getting cleaning supplies <laughs> and, and cockroach spray, uh, he gets attacked, but he does his water mist attack, which is just... Oh my god, he's spraying hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> I love that all of his mundane like moves are all are... labeled. A special, <laughs> a special attack moves. Yeah. Hydrogen peroxide mist. Um, he and then he comes back and he sees the spirit and he tells Sarazawa and Mob to kill it. They do and it automatically cleans the house too. Uh, but what's important about this episode is that both Sarazawa and Mob are seeing this as like possible future because of how stuck they are in their lives. Sarazawa's not doing anything. He's just working at the the Regan place and getting by. Mob doesn't know what he wants for his future. And so, like, they get honestly depressed <laughs> because of this guy. Um, and, and it drives them to go into action. Sarazawa signs up for night school, and Mob decides to fill out his form, which he only lists, I just want to keep going on to high school, which is going to be hard for him because his grades are bad. But then he goes to Regan, and he tells him, I don't want to keep working here forever. And Regan's like, yeah, I was just kidding. Of course, you you got to live your life, man. Do what you want. And with no upset about this. And I remember back in season one, Regan had been like, don't hang out with your friends, hang out with me. And like been a little bit needy of him. And that had actually driven a wedge between them. Remember they broke up for like a little bit. Yeah. Something yeah. happened like that. So it was really good to see that growth for both characters of, of like, there's a, we're always going to be friends, but there's a date on this business arrangement and and both being OK with that. I wonder how um, much of that has to do with him being able to work with Sarazawa, too. Like you mentioned before, that's taken some of the necessity off of Mob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's there somewhere. <laughs> it's part of it. 
I'd like to think also just character growth, but you're right. Yeah. It probably does help to have functionality <laughs> taken care of for right. you. Uh, and then we see Dimple go to the the divine tree, to the giant piece of broccoli. So they bring back the psycho helmet cult, which I don't think right. had much exposure in season two. Is that right? It there was an arc about it in season two, because oh. so there's this character I skipped over. It's the blondish girl who's the reporter, and she knows she had taken Mob to the lol cult and know that he's psycho helmet or, or highly suspects he's psycho helmet and wants him to t- as through season two wanted him to take his spot mm-hmm. and i felt like dimple got involved with that too at some point but anyway psycho helmet well, thing i thought that's where dimple came from was from season one leading the lol from the cult. lol cult yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah the laughing cult which became the psycho helmet cult. Psycho. because he's <laughs> Yeah, and and everyone's starting, image. everyone's yeah. starting to worship the tree too, because something miraculous has happened, and people are just attributing miracles to it. And it's and for some reason, they've connected the divine tree with the psycho helmet cult, right? Yeah, because they believe that psycho helmet created the divine tree. It is technically true. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I do love the fact that they actually allowed the tree's existence to have a massive impact on the local culture. You don't always see that in anime. Um, I thought that was really cool. I'm a little bit sad that, that the resolution to this put got rid of the tree, essentially, and then that, that effect on the culture was gone. I, I would have liked to have seen it stay, because it was interesting how the, how the people... And, and the culture evolved with this story, but it kind of it went back to what it was before. It seems like. I would be so pissed if my town grew a giant broccoli tree, and so every candy and cookie in in the city <laughs> tasted like broccoli. It's like broccoli. I'm like God, I'm moving. <laughs> this is the right. worst miracle ever. Like, what tourists would even show up? <laughs> Vegans. <laughs> yes, <it's> true. <laughs> um. Okay, the next episode is about the yokai hunter. <laughs> I like this guy a lot. This guy was funny. Yeah, basically a demon hunter who wants to to hunt down demons in the city, and he comes to Regan for help. And no social skills. He has no yeah. social skills. He's just like this total loser, and he's battled one demon once that he fought for three days. Yes, <laughs> on and a it mountain. was essentially like at the power level of Dimple. Right. <laughs> it was like. Basic demon, but now he's going after the thousand army, the thousand demon army, and he only gets Regan involved because he has a ton of money. So they they go hunting the city. Now Mob he doesn't care because the school festival is coming up, and he's in charge of costume design. So like they're he's hunting half, demons, but yeah, he's half engaged with this. Like right. he's barely yeah. acknowledging that they're hunting demons because he keeps like thinking about the festival and sarazawa's yeah. thinking about night school like no one's really paying attention they end up in a building and they find the demon army and they easily annihilate it kill it yeah <laughs> mob and sarazawa are insanely powerful they have no problem regan's throwing salt <laughs> like he does <laughs> the the four g- demon generals appear they get slain the the demon king appears he get they don't even show him die it's just off screen yeah. no this was done <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yep. so weak um, but there, there's two things that happen. So his, his dead body's on the ground and Regan tries to take a picture cause he wants to update the website, right? This will be good for the website. 
Which is and, a really big tell to both, uh, like, everyone around him. Oh, he's he's not psychic. Like, <laughs> he, he thinks he can take a picture of this thing. So yeah, he's trying to take a picture, but of course the, the, the camera can't capture it. Mob uses the Demon King's form like as the costume idea for the, the monster they're going to put in the haunted house at the, the school festival. And when Regan goes in, he takes a picture of it. And uses that for the website, and I love that little bow tie on. That was a, that was a great, ah, perfect. But also, it showed Mob like taking command because at first he's like trying to get the group into the costume, and they're like, "We'll just do like white sheets and ghosts." And he's like, "I have ideas," but he can't communicate them. But he gets this idea. He's like, "No, guys, we have to try. We have to do our best." It gets mad results, but he feels good that he tried his best. You know, that is something that is pretty consistent in this season, and I really like it. Um, the fact that just because Mob is trying to do something doesn't mean he's going to excel at it. Right. As a matter of fact, he's probably going to fail, and if he does succeed, it's just going to be a meh success. <laughs> you never get that in anime. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's really cool. Especially if, with if the you... more slice-of-life story like this, right? It's always perfect. We did it. We nailed it. Everyone uh-huh. loved it. it was exactly. Like, eh. People were like, eh, that was all right. <laughs> yeah. Or or even it reminds me of like the entrance exam at My Hero Academia, right? Where even if you just barely succeed, so much is at stake that that barely succeeding is actually a massive success. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, in the next episode, he the girl he likes, Takane gets snot on her face from a sneeze and is trying to hide it from her friend. So Mob ends up helping her and he has to talk to her for the first time in like a long time. This is the girl he's had a crush on for multiple seasons. He hardly ever makes contact with her. So he talks with her and he's like, yeah. And then he talks to uh, Tomei and he talks to the reporter girl and another girl named Emmy comes by and he's Beginning like, of Giga Mob. Yeah. they The Emmy girl points out like, you're popular with girls. A lot of girls are talking to you. He's like, I am talking to a lot of girls. People are looking at me. They're looking <laughs> at him because he looks just like the Psycho Helmet posters. Yes. But he's like, I think I'm getting popular. And we get a 100% meter. We haven't, I mean, it's been building, but it is 100% confidence or ego or whatever it is. He's a, he's got a big head and he gets this. Yep. They call it Chad. Yeah. <laughs> His chin gets his big dimple. His face becomes giant and manly. He looks like a JoJo character. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he tells he tells his brother, uh, Ritsu, who I did not write down that we need to talk about. Ritsu, his brother, we should mention, his, who was insanely important to the story because this is the brother he hurt and is great at everything except for being psychic. But all he wants to be is psychic. Uh, but now they have a good connection. Guys, thoughts on Ritsu real quick. Uh, he was almost an antagonist in the first season Mm -hmm. and now he's not only come around to being supportive, but he's like, he's almost like more wise than mob is. And he's, he has this like complete 180 change of heart where he's like, I am here for my brother. I understand what you're going through and I understand that you just need help. Um, and let me be that help for you because we're brothers. Um, yeah, great, great supporting character. He he wasn't 
he wasn't majorly impactful through the beginning of the the season, but like he he plays a major role later. Yeah, uh, Ritsu was pretty cool. I have one criticism of him. Uh, he let Mob go out in that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not very brotherly, or maybe very brotherly. <laughs> this isn't really just specifically about Ritsu, but one thing they do with this season is they take the established motivation from the past and they go to the layer underneath it. And like Ritsu is one of the ones that stands out of back in season one. Yeah, I'm popular. Yeah, I'm smart and I'm good at everything, but I want to be psychic. You know, I, and that, like you said, almost turned him into a villain in the first season. Um, and they just kind of left it as like, oh, I was just jealous of the one thing you were good at. And and I now I need to be okay that I am on my own path with it and I, I don't need to be as good as you. But then they come back to it in this season. They're like, I felt that if I had this, it was the only way I could connect with you because of how insanely powerful you were and that it scared me and that we and we no longer were connecting. So I thought if I could get insanely powerful, too, I didn't have to be afraid and you didn't have to feel like I needed to be afraid of you and we could sit down and talk again. Um they do that with a bunch of characters and their final resolutions of like, yeah, here's the motivation that's established, but there was always this little foundation underneath it. And they, they needed to get to that to fully come to actualization and, and realization, not to spoil Ritsu's, but uh, I just love that they do that with characters and Ritsu doesn't really do much else this season, except for come to that moment. <laughs> so that's yeah, not to bring it up. I, one thing I appreciated though, because there's a scene where I'm like, Oh man, are we going to get a DBZ? I'm related to you. Therefore, I have similar power level battle going on. And 100% reads Right. right. Yeah. I, I was I was going, oh, great. There's sh- they share a bloodline. Therefore, they both have endless yep. amounts of psychic energy. No, that doesn't happen. So. I, I did like that little trick, though, because I was wondering, wait a minute. Why is there a meter? Like, whose meter is this? What's going on? Like, is it <laughs> is it Mob's meter? You know, what's what's happening? Why is it going so fast now? <laughs> oh. um, the reporter girl wants to talk about the cult again. And she starts actually to convince him. He's like, you know, maybe I should become the leader of the cult. Because someone had pointed out it would help him with girls, too, with Takana. Maybe she'd notice him. So he's like, okay, maybe I'll do this. And then Dimple shows up and he's like, yeah, we <laughs> should take control of the cult together. And he's like, no, Dimple, I don't need you. Quit being evil. And it you know, blows him off. Not just that. He goes, the leader they need is not you. It's me. And I was like, wow, that's mean for Mob. Like, like he was being in, very matter of fact about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, oh, ouch. In the dub, did he did he say, stop scheming? Would you stop scheming already? Yeah, like he, that? he does yeah. say that. Okay. Yeah. No, he goes, me... Can, can't you give the schemes a rest? Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and boy, did that man Dimple did not take that well. <laughs> yeah. Dimple leaves after their fight, um, and then he tells Regan about the cult, and Regan's like, oh, "This looks scammy. This looks bad. They're gonna make a lot of money. <laughs> you should go <laughs> and tell them uh, you have a master. Yeah, tell them you have a master, <laughs> um, and gives him money to go buy an outfit, which he does." With the help of Hanazawa, this is the blonde-haired psychic boy, like one of his first fights from season one. Always keeps getting bald and having to wear wigs. Yeah. Um, that's kind of his thing. But he takes him out shopping, 
And so I do want to talk about Hanazawa, what your guys' thoughts on him this season were. Uh, he provided really cool battle moments. But beyond that, I'm not... Besides his big showdown with Mob, um, I'm not sure like how impactful his presence was in the story. Like yeah. he was good. I enjoyed his, his, his addition to it, but um, he didn't seem to be as impactful as I thought he might be as like a, what he calls out. I'm your rival. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mean, think he, that was, he seems to be the one that puts up the best fight out of everyone, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the rival thing just goes back to like season one, like a declaration he made back then he's making again now, because even though he lost horribly, he at least managed to protect the people, which kind of makes him a rival in the uh, ideal, right? The morality of it right now, because look, the tables have turned, you know, right now you're letting loose. You don't care. Your power is all that matters to you and you're going to use it, but I'm the one that's sacrificing myself to protect other people. And, you know, I, I I don't fully remember what his evil thing was back in season one, but it does feel like him choosing to save people instead of continue the fight um, was very much the resolution of his arc. He's he's no yeah. longer the top on his priority list. He's putting others first yep. and using his powers to help others instead of boost himself. Yeah. Even though it meant losing. Yeah. I think the thing I liked about him was that he shows up early in the season and he shows up pretty frequently in the season compared to some of the other characters that show up. And so having him show up in the final arc, that, that final last few episodes and engage and be a part of resolving that was actually like, it felt right because he was present all this time. He didn't come in from left field or anything. Right. And, um, and also just the fact that I had completely forgotten that, that the hair thing was a running gag with him. (laughs) And so, so like when it happened during the fight, I was like, "Oh, crap! What did you do, Mob? What did you do to this poor guy?" And then Same later, he I always re- does. <laughs> yeah, I realized it later. I was like, "Oh, that's right. Okay." <laughs> I will say, Ty Sword, one of the coolest. Yeah, that is cool. Visuals I've seen in a. Well, that's not true. We just watched Chainsaw Man. I can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, but Ty Sword was really cool because he had this cool sword, and then suddenly it turned back into his tie, and I'm like. Oh, that was perfect because it had the loop. It, oh, it was it was a very good, very good design. Whoever thought that was clever. That, that I also liked that um, Sawazawa uh, had he he had a sword as well. Soul made cards. of business cards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was very effective. All right, so they go shopping, and <laughs> Mob only has a limited amount of money. He's like, "Let's do this." He's like, "That's expensive." Let's do this. That's expensive, and he convinces them to buy this hideous shirt with monkey faces all over it and like pointy sleeves like multiple pointy sleeves like someone took scissors and chopped mountains on really bad brown pattern yeah so mobs getting ready to go meet with one of the girls tomei i think first Mm -hmm. and and then then go check out the cult and his brother sees him in the shirt. And he's like, oh, man, that shirt's terrible. But he's like, OK, maybe wear your jacket. <laughs> and yeah. and. That's well, later that Regan sees him. But yeah, later Regan also says 
Put on your jacket. Anyway, he goes and it's no one shows up. Stats. None of the girls <laughs> yeah. show up to meet him. He just tries calling them. No one answers. Eventually his phone dies. And then Regan's watching the stream of the, the cult. And all these people are arguing about who the leader is going to be. And a guy looking just like Mob appears. Uh, but he's all plantish. Yeah, yeah he's gnarly. <laughs> and he looks more like the poster than actual looking like Mob. And he's like, I'm the founder, and everyone's like, No, we don't believe you. And he makes a little broccoli tree, so everyone then does believe him. My only real issue with this was trying to hide the fact that this was Dimple when it was super obviously it was Dimple. Yeah. yeah. Like they set it up in the first episode, Dimple coming to the trees and going to the tree and getting powerful. He's now a spiky instead of wavy. Um it was clearly gonna be Dimple, and they're like, Who could it be? <laughs> yeah. It's Dimple. Obvious broccoli dimple is obvious. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was already green. Um, so when they even Mob... used the same voice actor for him, too. So yeah. Was just funny. It's like, didn't even hide it. So the next day at school, Mob's like asking the girls where they were. And they're like, oh, we were we were at the cult. And like Tomei has joined the cult. And everyone's been joining this cult. And everyone's starting to pray. Ritsu notices like a lot of people in, in the busy on this the council school student body council yeah they they're like multiple people there want to pray to the divine tree and he's like okay that's weird um and then hanazawa is given cookies by a girl because he always is and he eats it and it's one of the broccoli cookies and he's suddenly like i worship the divine tree (laughs) and then he like throws up makes himself throw up and he's like okay that's brainwashing stuff so all these people are eating this this tree food with in smoothies and cookies and candy, and it's brainwashing them into becoming followers. So he goes to the tree, he starts um, he finds the founder and he starts attacking him. And as soon as he sees the founder, the founder's like, "You're a worshiper." He's like, "I'm a worshiper." Ah, oh, no, not again. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, "Dimple, I know it's you." And I was like, "Yeah, Dimple, we know it's you." <laughs> Uh, and he has a big battle with Dimple, and he ends up losing. Which at first you didn't think he was going to, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and then Regan... because he, Regan keeps getting stupid jobs of fixing people's houses because of the roots of the tree are ruining <laughs> all the buildings. And so he's like, okay, Mob, we got to get rid of this tree. And, and Mob's told him about, like, I didn't join the cult. He's like, yeah, it's this other guy who took over the cult. He's like, well, let's just go get rid of the tree. He's like, how are we going to do that? Uh, you and your brother can lift it into the ocean. <laughs> so they go get Ritsu, and he's like telling him, like, yeah, everyone's acting weird. And they gave me this candy, and he eats the candy. And he's like, oh, actually, let's go to the Civic Center. And they go there, and he's like, we all worship the divine tree. And Regan's like, oh, this is a this is an evil cult. We need to run. Yep. And they do. And this is where he sees Mob's shirt, because he takes off his jacket from running. He's like, oh, you should put the jacket on. It has more defense Defensive points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they, they keep going towards the tree, and then eventually Regan's like, you know, if you think about it, the founder's right. The Ooh. cult's right. Uh, and so Regan has become brainwashed just from, we find out later, just from the amount of influence in, in the city. You don't have to ingest the tree to become influenced. That there's just enough people you can get brainwashed. So Mob goes alone, and then all the people are there's all these people gathered around the tree, and they're cheering him as he goes into the tree, um, and the, the crowd recognizes him, and he goes in. 
And when he gets inside, he's confronted by the founder. And he's like, Dimple, I know it's you. <laughs> but Dimple won't show himself. He keeps making bodies of the founder that, again, looks just like Mob, but tree-like. And Mob keeps battling him and destroying him. And he's like, why aren't you coming out? And eventually, we, he, Bob realizes his power is being drained by the tree. And so Dimple does appear. And he's like, hey, I'm going to win. I'm now a god. He takes his new golden god form. <laughs> Again, something that looks like straight out of JoJo. JoJo, yeah. yep. And Mob keeps getting angrier and angrier. At one point, Dimple mentions, like, Takane's never going to like you. And Mob just grabs him and, like, body slams him. He does the Hulk on Loki move, like, bam, 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 bam. Or does he slap him? Is it a slap? He, he started with slapping. Okay. And then started and then body, slamming. Body yeah. Him. Um, and, like, he fights Hana. He has to fight Hanazawa, who's now been brainwashed, and he ends up throwing him from the tree. But he keeps not really attacking Dimple. And he, and Dimple keeps doing, like, bigger attacks, and then Mob will block it. He's like, oh, he still has power left. But he's like, oh, if I hit him just hard enough to knock him down. But Dimple's also, you can tell, is not going all out. He's He'll hit him and be like, oh, I went a little too hard on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mob super powers up. And then all his energy is gone. And Dimple's like, oh, I'm going to win. And he makes a spike, and, and Mob's like... Oh, and then he sees Mob's shirt and he starts yelling at him and laughing Just at him. Like, reading him Look for how wearing stupid it. that shirt is. Why would you go out? Was that on purpose? <laughs> Why would Who you made do you that? wear I'm, that? I am worried about you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, and what so this brings Mob's meter to 100 and it's 100% trust. And he like walks right into the spike that Dimple has and the spike goes around his head instead of touching him because Dimple won't hurt him. Dimple's his friend. And he's like, Dimple, you're the only guy who told me the truth about this shirt. And I trust you completely. And and I love this because he's like, I should have listened to you about taking over the cult. He's like, you don't think I should take over the cult? He's like, I don't think you should take over the cult. But I should have listened to you anyway because I'm your friend. Shouldn't have just dismissed you. And I'm sorry for that. And he's like, I just want to be your friend. And then Dimple's like, you know, even though I became, I've become a god, I do feel kind of empty. And I guess all I really wanted was a friend. And so that's the conflict resolution. Yep. They, they talked it out, man. Right. Now, the reason that this is so cool is because Mob has, over and over again, escalated to higher and higher 100% to defeat his opponents. And this time, just letting go of all of that and resolving it with, with words, that's something that's so new. Like you were saying at the beginning, Jason, this is you just don't see this. It's not what we're programmed to expect from Shonen. I love his statement of, my power was getting in the way of us just talking. Mm-hmm. What? That, that'd never come out of Goku's <laughs> mouth. <right? Yeah. laughs> like, yep, yep. And it was no, just I, like, hey, we're friends. We're go- no matter how much we beat each other up, we're still going to have to talk this out. So let's just talk this out now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love that Dibble's just like, uh, he's, he, you know, Bob's like, I can't move. I'm so like tired. He's like, eh, get on my back. I'll take you home. Yeah. How does this stand up to talk no jutsu? I was about to ask you that uh, the same question, because we have been or you have been especially adamant about talk no jutsu not being your favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not. 
Um, because ordinarily, those people that are doing talk no jutsu, like that becomes kind of a a trope of theirs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's why it's even called talk no jutsu, no, no jutsu, right? Is because it's being done a lot. And so I think it loses some of its uh, impact if it's just another version of combat that's used in this particular story. But in this case, we're coming out of a context of he has overflowing power. Like, he could annihilate Dimple. Um, I, I really believe that. I don't think Dimple stood a chance. Uh, and so... I think Dimple knew that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fully believe Dimple was ready to lose, wanting to lose. Like, let's get this mm-hmm. back to nor- our relationship back to normal. Come beat me. But I have to go through the motions. Yeah. Well, and I, I almost got the impression that it wouldn't even go back to what it was, wouldn't even go back to normal. Like, I got the impression that it would be the end for Dimple. Like, and when he said, I guess I'll have to, I can't remember what he, what word he used exactly, but it, it to me, it came across as destroy you. That's what, uh, there was something Dimple said. It really pissed Mob off. And he, and he's like, I guess I'll have to kill you now, basically. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I think that is to me what makes it very different from Talk No Jutsu is, um, it's contrasted against previous actions of this character, and it shows the growth. It shows that now he's in so much control of himself that he's able to simply let go of all of those emotions that the, the issue before was when he reaches 100%, well, he can't, he can't suppress it anymore, period. And he doesn't know how to let it go. He can't do that. But at this point, this is the first time that we're seeing that he's actually able to just let it go he doesn't have to fight to conclude this and yeah so it it shows the growth of a character and it's not really repeated either so it doesn't become a trope or a cliche right a a big difference i think too is like in naruto he'll talk no jutsu them but he still also has to punch them and defeat them in the fight and then they'll (laughs) be like oh you beat me so bad your point must be valid Right. That's, that's how Naruto actually works. It's okay. Oh, you you're so powerful. <laughs> your point must be more valid than mine. That's which funny. is insane. This is an actual talk, an actual. I I'm not here to combat. And because Mob is mostly a pacifist, has only fought when he had to, has only fought to help people. It completely makes sense that this is the choice he would make. And I love the phrase that Mob uses in that you just got carried away. I got carried away too, talking about his 100% ego boost that he had. Um, and he's like, that happens to people. You, you're you're trying to do what you want to do, and you just go a little too far, or you get a little too full of yourself. And there was just something about the way he connected. My mistake and your mistake are the exact same mistake, and we just ran into each other, and we can work through this. Um, that was just beautiful symmetry to it. Also, one thing that I was thinking about just now, um, Dimple, like when we first meet him, he's in control of a cult. Like that's kind of his evil spirit thing to do. He gets a hold of an enormous cult this time around. And we we come to the realization that that is not what's bringing him satisfaction. And, and that's and it's just it doesn't feel the same. And he's not he hasn't done anything evil with his cult, except yeah. for brainwash people, but he doesn't make them do anything bad. Right. So, and he even points out they're still the same people. He's not making them like 
bow to him all day long. Like they're still going about their club activities. They're the same people. They just also are happy because they're connected to my cult. Yeah. But I did like, like two the, minutes a day or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I did like that. He didn't just give it up because, oh, you know, oh, we're friends now. He also gave it up a little more willingly because it didn't give him that same satisfaction that he had in season one because that's not what he was looking for it's just what he was used to doing yeah it seems like he changed it, yeah. it comes back to what i mentioned earlier of there's a foundation to what i wanted before that i need to dig down to and his was i just no one noticed me or saw me and i just wanted to be a part of something i wanted to be connected to someone um and thus i expressed that by i'll become a god and <laughs> control a cult um <laughs> But the real thing he wanted was being given to him by Mob the whole time. And especially now that Mob is saying, I'm your friend, let's go talk this out. And so he's like, okay, I'm good. So good, good character so good. resolution. So good. Of course, he won't get to go and talk it out. So he just he's carrying Mob Hope because Mob is exhausted now. And... He get he's like I get to keep my god form for another week. It'll probably take a week for the powers to drain out, and he's taking him home. And the psycho helmet appears again, looking just like Dimple used to make him look. And he's like, "Leave, leave that kid." And he's like, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> There's so mm-hmm. much energy. His will has gone into the tree so much. The tree has become sentient, and now wants Mob as a battery. And so he he ends up with this big giant fight. And I love this because it was like, hey, violence is not the solution. But also we're studio bones and we're about to blow your mind anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get this God Dimple versus a hundred shadow helmet tree men who can shoot laser god cannons out their mouths oh my, when, okay when the when the broccoli sprouted like hundreds of them and they're all just torsos sticking out and then they start shooting like they're turrets like they're the turrets <laughs> yes i was cracking up uh so if you haven't if you don't watch the series go youtube this fight because it's it's yeah, beautiful it's, cool. it's studio bones out there doing what they do best um and it's great and then the ending is like him getting blasted a bunch and then mob wakes up and dimples there and he, and it's dimple in his spirit form. And he's like, Hey mob, uh, I need you to get up and go home. And then we see what's really happening is they still in his God form, but his leg and arm are missing. And he's like, I have enough power to brainwash you and you're so tired. You can't stop me. And he brainwashes mob. And he's like, you need to walk home. And mob's like, I'm too tired. He's like, Nope, you got to do it anyway. So mob gets up and he walks and as he's walking back, he's dimples waving to him and it's all fine. And then it shows what's really happening. God Dimple is standing there half destroyed. And there's this these giant two eyes. Amazing of... shot. Jeremy Jeremy sent me a picture of this. Is like, this is so cool. Yeah. Because so, cause not a word is said about it. We just, we just know that what Dimple is showing to him isn't true. But we haven't really seen it until this moment when we see that he's missing body parts. And it's like, it's zooming out. And the farther it zooms out, the more you see, oh, those are eyes. Oh, that thing's huge. And it's just watching as he's sending him out. It's so cool. So well done. So Mob leaves and then tells the crowd to leave. And then he go and Dimple is eaten. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets home, 
um it's like a day later reach was like hey i haven't seen dimple in a while and they turn on the news and the tree is lifting up into space (laughs) (laughs) and mob goes to his room and he can't remember what happened but he knows that dimple saved him and he goes to bed crying that night yeah yeah very touching now i am a little bit confused about how since um in the wiki it does say that uh, Dimple is resurrected later, so it seems like this is when he dies. Uh, I'm wondering, like, is this the case of Superman and Doomsday dying, and it looks like Doomsday got the last blow, but somehow Superman killed him? <laughs> is it, is it kind of like that, where Dimple, he got eaten, and it looked like the plant creatures... I mean, you even hear, like, the shattering of gold, which I don't think that's the sound of gold shattering. <laughs> it sounded more like aluminum or steel or something. But, I can explain it. Okay. So Dimple had this planet where he made clones of himself and had all these Star Destroyers hidden underneath the ice yeah. <laughs> full of people all along. We just didn't know about it. And somehow Dimple has returned. You subverted my expectations. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so my understanding of that, from what Dimple said later is that because Mob believed I was alive, I am alive when mobs at full power. But I guess my thought was, where does a dead spirit go when it dies? New Jersey? Like, <laughs> well, Ritsu right? mentioned something about like, uh, like telling him that he just passed on. Mm. About so, Dimple? Yeah, so I guess spirits do just pass on to the next life or whatever. That would make sense. That that would fit in with a lot of the other stories that I've heard from anime and other sources. In the Regan manga, they ask Dimple what happens to spirits after they die. He says he doesn't know. So he that would mean that he doesn't hasn't died or doesn't remember, hmm. or is simply denying. Um, won't tell them. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's the kind <laughs> of person Dimple. who would be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I guess in the end, I didn't have a problem with it because it worked so perfectly. And I'll explain that a little bit better when we get to the scene when Dimple returns, because I think it super matters that Dimple's there, not just for technical reasons, but for thematic emotional reasons. Yeah, I agree. All right. I'm not convinced, so I'm curious to hear. Okay. I'm going to go really fast to the next arc because it's not crazy important. And this is like, oh, this is all an epilogue for sure. Yeah. Uh, Because Tomei, who's a major character in the Regan manga. uh, Look, I I read a manga for like the second time ever. (laughs) You're so proud (laughs) of yourself. I'm I'm touting it like (laughs) I'm a manga reader now. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. You've leveled up. (laughs) You're in a new class now. (laughs) <laughs> get on my level everybody um, That's right. All right. so this is about the occult club who still hangs out in the club room that's not technically theirs <laughs> and she, uh, Tomei has realized she's graduating soon and they haven't done anything except for eat snacks and play video games like they always do and she's super freaked out about it and she actually dismisses the club uh, disbands it they freak out so they go to mob 
Mob's brother is like, hey, if you need telepaths, I know telepaths. And we go back to the two brothers from season two who could talk to each other. (laughs) There's this great line about like, he's at the store. I can tell him to bring home this ice cream. (laughs) And and Ritsu's like, you could also just call on your cell phone. (laughs) Especially because it like takes a ton of effort, he says. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love how Mob Psycho constantly points out, you know, you don't need psychic powers to do the things you want to do <laughs> you can just <laughs> do them anyway um and so mob they decided okay we're going to send out a signal and try to find better telepaths and then mob will amplify the signal and then we'll just make a lot of noise and hopefully a telepath will come in uh while they're doing it the original one of the original club members uh who left to go join tennis club shows up and he starts yelling at them and they realize he can hear the noise he is actually a telepath the whole time he wasn't just a jerk he actually went there to find other telepaths realized they were just a stupid didn't care club and left uh, but he hates being a telepath he wears earplugs so he can't hear people's thoughts and but they convince him to help mob does by relating to his powers like yeah i get it you know powers sometimes suck um then they get Regan to drive them. There's a whole thing about like cell phones not working and alarm clocks not working. And I thought that must be because the UFO, by the way, a UFO is showing up. Um, <laughs> but they never had anyone like actually connect those things. Did you guys? I didn't see a connecting thread. But my favorite part of this next scene is Regan wakes up late, <laughs> but everyone else is also late. So he gets there two minutes before them, acting like he's been there for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're so sorry, you're, we're late. He's like, Ugh, don't worry about it, I understand. But he's just sweating profusely because yeah. he's been running. <laughs> yep. But yeah, multiple characters are late and like cell phones aren't working. Um, but yeah, they, they, they all drive up into the mountains. Regan drives into the mountains. But he, he misses the trail. And then they like, we'll just walk back to the trail, but people have to go to the bathroom and they all end up get lost in the woods and they find the path and they eventually walk up to the top. And Tomei is like, she's pissed. She's like, you're telling me this guy who quit is a telepath this whole time. This is all all tricks. This is one of of my pet peeves that like, as far as contrivances, it's like he just got like everyone just got showing off Esper abilities in the club room. She shows up and doesn't believe them. Why didn't he show her her telepath his telepathic abilities? Like yep. the entire time, he just hides it from her. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, I I, I felt the She's same way. So because... mad that yeah. she feels like conned and... uh, into going on this trip and, and like yep. feeling a pity party for her because she disbanded the group and they feel bad. Um. And all it would have taken was one thought of, hey, I can read your mind. Yeah, for the telepath. It seemed like he was more concerned about showing her that UFOs were real than proving the telepathy, which is weird because I would think that one or the other would be equally awesome for her. But she literally calls out, he's not even a real, he's not even a telepath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just wait, I'll show you a UFO. (laughs) Pet peeve. Go on, Troy. Yep. Okay. I took it as I don't want to pull the blindfold off for the surprise party till we're there. But but I, I, mean, I get it. She's she's whining. She's about to leave, and he could be like, "No, look, I'm the real deal. Pull out my yeah. earplugs and show you." 
Well, like the other people in the party were telling her that. <laughs> like, they I literally guess told true. her he is. And then, <laughs> he's yeah, like, I will not him. prove it. Uh, mob <laughs> convinces her to keep going. They go to the top, and they start. They're like, oh, we forgot the book with the spell we're supposed to do. And then he starts doing it, and you realize he stayed up all night learning it so he could do the ritual properly. And then Regan's like, Regan's like, um, if you kept doing your research, you would realize that book was full of crap. (laughs) (laughs) This is clearly a con. (laughs) And they're like, oh, well, let's do it anyway. And Ma boosts the signal. And a UFO shows up, guys. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? I actually thought it was going to be the divine tree came back. I thought for that sure was, that's where they was going because they said that's going into space and then they're trying to call in a UFO good. and I thought for sure the tree was coming back and they was going to tie in together there but nope. It's just a bunch of pink aliens with Sailor Moon eyes. <laughs> and mini skirts. It's so weird. It is. And they go into their spaceship and they have TVs and snacks and they mm-hmm. show them video games so really they're doing what they do in the club room with them the whole time. Yeah. Regan's sitting on a beanbag chair like the late fee on my rental car is gonna <laughs> get written off. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, they party with him. Uh, Tomei gets a jewel, which makes an appearance in the manga. That's what I say, never comes back up. Yep. <laughs> does come back. A clearly not important jewel that if doesn't you, matter and will never be manga, seen like again. Some of us do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 100 percent high horse Look, it's giga troy <laughs> chad troy i love that they send them back down after this visit except for one of them yes one guy they decide to keep one you know guy. what though like during the going away sequence when they're <coughs> excuse me they're getting ready to leave and they're all giving something to the aliens the aliens one of the aliens turns and points at the blonde kid that they wind up abducting like yeah this one right here and when i saw that i was like what wow she really likes him and then (laughs) yeah liked him enough to keep him and then he has his own like side adventure for the rest of the episode pardon pardon the the phrasing but i'm pretty sure this kid had an alien orgy in space oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah like Uh, they brought him to some place and they just fed him things. He has no idea what he ate, which apparently put him into a drug stupor. And he starts doing naked cartwheels across the stage in the middle of a coliseum surrounded by these aliens who are all cheering. Like it's, it's, it's a weird fever dream trip of what happened to him. And it's presented so well. And it's presented like it's part of some very grand, extremely long, many, many years story. But then when they bring him back, he changes physiologically too. Yeah, but then he's back to normal exactly when they drop him off. Mm, well, I mean, not, except for his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> his eyes. I'm, I'm that pretty, seems to be on call. I'm pretty sure it turned out that this guy was just a dandy guy in, in space. space. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what was up with his eyes changing in the final episode? Oh, well, remember when he when he was able to uh, communicate with them, if you look deeply enough into their eyes and really want to, you know, tell them, think about what you want from them, then you will connect to them. And when you connect to them, you get their eyes. Uh, Okay. Yeah. 
So he comes back. He has no memory of it, but clearly kind of remembers it. <laughs> yeah. He's suppressing uh, it. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the, the alien plot line. Um, not my was favorite. So it was, it, yeah, it was just, but <laughs> after Dimple just dying and, and the big story that's about to come, it was kind of like a, all right, here's something silly. Mm. I, was, I was not a fan of the episode, but the very ending of it with the kid being abducted blew yeah, my mind. And I love yeah, that. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. All right. So we come back to the real story. Um, we get Mob dreaming about his crush, Takane, and then he finds out in school that day that she's going to be moving away, and he decides he's got to confess his feelings to her. Along yeah. with the entire school. <laughs> Everyone else in the school. Good luck, Mob. Uh, so he goes to who we haven't mentioned yet, just the some of the greatest side characters ever, the Body Improvement Club, man. <laughs> Fight on. I love the Body Improvement Club. Just the idea that they love Mob so much, not because he's he's not swole or, or super big like them. It's about the effort he's putting in, and that's what they respect, and that's so gosh dang healthy. <laughs> <laughs> they they take off his shirt, they start smacking him. Yep. <laughs> Look at these muscles. You've earned... <laughs> yep okay so yeah they give him some encouragement which isn't very helpful um he asked the telepathy club what he should do they suggest a new hairstyle um but then we see yeah takane having the entire school in line to confess her feelings she's turning him down one by one mob finds out about this from the reporter girl um and she's like yeah i wouldn't get in line she's just a machine right now turning people down you don't want to do it that way so he talks to Regan about it. Regan gives him some advice. And then he talks to Hanazawa, who's like, you should buy some flowers for her. So he decides he's going to do that. And then that night he calls her on his cell phone. This is when he has the one punch man on his cell phone. He calls her on his cell phone and he's like super nervous, but he does it. Like even when his mom walked in, I'm like, oh, he's going to hang up and, and chicken out. And he yeah. doesn't. He just moves to a different room. And he, he he's like, I need to talk to you. We meet me in the park tomorrow after school. Uh, and and I, she's like, what's wrong with your voice? He's like, nothing's wrong with my voice. You're totally imagining it. But he manages to talk to her on the phone. Good for Mob. Mm -hmm. um, then he goes and he buys some flowers. And then I think a former villain yes. gives him a big bouquet of flowers to replace the little bouquet that he had bought the yeah. single flower <laughs> there's like three in there oh okay um yeah it's the purple haired plant guy okay yeah, he even mentions him. to himself that like it's the thought that counts all right jason you ready yeah. to do this battle time all right so Why? bob is standing on a street corner and a cat crosses the street and he uses his psychic powers to stop a car from hitting it and he saves the cat and then a small child playing a video game walks out in front of him and is also about to be hit by a car. And Mob jumps out and pushes him out of the way and is hit by the car instead. And that's how the episode ends. Jason, you have a major issue with this or a minor issue. You, you uh, I understand why they needed him to get in an accident at this point in the story. It right. needed to happen to where he loses con control of himself. Mm -hmm. I get that. I think the scene is stupid because we, he literally just used his 
endless uh, what's been established is endless amounts of power to stop a vehicle safely and he literally could have done it again a second time no issue and there like there there's a hundred different ways we could have had him get hurt without him activating his powers to get him into this state but we chose to do it in a way where it's like hey i just used my powers to stop an accident oh another accident that shows up what should i do oh i'm not going to use my powers i'm going to run out in front of the vehicle that's dumb no that's the whole point that's everything there's Why? no way it's an accident. There's no way they took the time to animate him saving the cat psychically when they didn't need to. They could have just left that out, and then you'd be like, oh, you could have saved it psychically, but I guess he didn't think about it. They literally show him instinctively using his psychic powers to save something right. and then choosing not to use his powers to save someone once he's thinking about it. Why? He's rejecting his powers. That's the whole thing that's about to happen is that he, he rejects his powers. But he literally just used them a half second Inst- earlier. Instinctively, and he regrets it. it Why did that he is regret not it? Portrayed. That is not it is portrayed. Not. It, it that, is not, but there's no, there's no way it's an accident. There's no way they purposely showed no him use his powers. there's no way to know that he regretted it. Like, you, that's an assumption you're making, in my opinion. But there's... Why Why show him save the cat psychically for any reason? That's what but, I'm wondering. I think, but there I has think to be a reason. They had. They have to animate that. They have to choose to display that in I, front of us. So they're, they're literally saying, this is important. He saved the cat with the psychic powers and then didn't save the boy with the psychic powers. That's an important choice they made. It's not an accident. Right. It's not and a I mistake. It's a poor choice. I think it comes back to Mob rejecting his powers. I think that's what they're trying to show us. And I do think they should have had a scene of like, like him like fur, furrowing his brow. Like, why did I do that? And it's not there. I, I checked. Um, mm. He just he does one thing, and then he chooses not to do it again. I think the scene would have been better if he was crossing the street, someone distracted him, and then he gets hit. Right. Because then he's not using his powers. He gets hit for real because he he's not prepared to use his psychic abilities to protect himself in any way. And then we get the same result of him. You, could, you, could, you could drop a piano on him and, and, and get the same result. Sure. It's, it's important. Again, they're I choosing to make sure that we see him use his powers and then not use them. It, it's not an accident. There's no way it's an it's, accident. I think it's a contradiction. I think it's a plot hole. It's too much work for a plot hole. It's a self-made plot hole. I understand the work you're trying to infer. And that's the problem with the scene is you have to infer a lot of things on mob because nothing is either explicitly shown or explicitly told to you why he would have regretted saving the cat with his powers. But I'm saying him saving the powers is the explicitly shown. They didn't have to do that. They could have just had him jump in front of a car Getting to him to be unconscious is not the point of the scene because they can do that a million different ways. Okay, then showing I him with choosing you. to not use his powers and then getting unconscious is the point of the scene. Yeah, I disagree with you. Okay. So I'll throw my two cents in. This has been really fun to listen to, though. I don't get this very often. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, only because I got stuck on it too because it's something that like I'm like. 
why one and then the other and why bother showing us so it's been in my head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go okay go ahead so so my two cents after listening to both your guys's argument you definitely got a point troy like why they would bother to do this but i don't think they executed it well um if this is what they're trying to do um to me that scene came across as him instinctually reacting in both situations in one situation he reacted with his eyes where we were able to see it, right? Like where the the cat, it just shows him, it shows his reaction, shows him seeing it and reacting with the kid. It shows him bending over to pick up his bag. And then like everything happens off screen basically. So that to me, that kind of shooting implies that there's an even more instinctual reaction taking place. Like there's less time for a reaction to be viewed. Um, I'm, I'm one thing on it. I don't fully understand uh-huh. the scene. I just think yeah. there is a reason behind it, and it's. I don't think it's a whole. I think it's trying to tell us something. I don't. Yeah. And I, I. So I also agree. It's probably not executed as best as it could be because I don't fully understand what they're trying to say. I have my guesses. Yeah. I like. I probably like yours better. That this was the choice, and then the instinct was to jump. Yeah, that's almost what it seems like. But there's something else that's confusing to me, and I think it relates to this. Is at the very end of everything. When we're all done and we're tying up all the loose ends, there's a cat that's stuck in a tr- on a top of a telephone pole near a tree. And Mob climbs the telephone pole in the hopes of rescuing the cat, still deliberately choosing not to use his powers in a situation where it would be obvious to use them, right? And this comes after... Deciding that accepting he's no longer going to suppress his powers, <laughs> and he's now accepting them, but he's still not using too. them. Yeah, but but he does, he does use his powers one more time in that episode. After that scene, he catches the cake with his powers. I thought it was Sarazawa that caught it. No, it's Mob. I didn't realize who did it. Interesting. I'm huh. sure. I'm sure it's Mob. Okay. I'm sure it's Sarazawa. I'll bet you a hundred. I'll, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. No, I won't. My wife said I gotta quit giving away money and bad bets. <laughs> <laughs> Too much uh, fantasy football, are we? <laughs> no, so, because of the Denver Broncos season, I now have a Seattle Seahawks car in Rocket League. Uh, so <laughs> my oh. gambling has been shut off. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway, <laughs> so I guess all I'm trying to say there is that. If we're talking about Mob's motivation, I'm kind of confused about where he's starting from and where he's ending at and how different that really is. I know what I've been told has changed, but what I'm being presented with isn't necessarily matching up with that 100 percent. That's why this is confusing to me. One other thing that also is like eating at me is he literally just got punched by a god. Mm-hmm. And then a car takes him out. Mm-hmm. And he, another thing that we got to consider is there have been multiple times, and I don't know if it's just like, hey, I'm going to call this speed of light move, <laughs> or if it really is speed of light move. But his reaction time, Mob's reaction time, I really don't think is on our level. I, I'm pretty sure his reaction time is up there with, you know, super powered action heroes. Uh, so. To think that his instinct 
his instinctual reaction would be slow enough to where he wouldn't be able to use his abilities, wouldn't have time. I find that really hard to believe when he's he's done that against psychic opponents or against like rocks that were falling at him, things like that. Buildings you know. smashing him. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm sure he's got like some some shields that just automatically pop up like instinctual protection. He's been knocked out before pre like cut off guard by a fight before, hasn't he? Wasn't there a whole thing in season two about like the um, body improvement club, like protecting him because he got knocked out before a a fight even really started and didn't see it coming? I forget why he was knocked out, but I remember like the the leader like being over him and, and protecting him as he just laid on the ground. I wonder no, if it was I ever bad too, but I used his powers too much or something. No, I, I think it was, I thought it was because he got hit off guard. And this mm. thing, if you're running after to save some child, being off guard doesn't work for me. Yeah, if you have the time to run, you have the time to use your power. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> I understand the necessity of the scene. Yeah. I do. and I think it made for a better story overall. Mm-hmm. But only in the I, knocking him out, though. Do you, do you understand that they're, like, they're purposely showing him choosing not to use his powers? Mm-hmm. See, but they the, still show him choosing not to use his powers right. after with and the cat. It, it's a cat that. again. That that's not that's not a coincidence either. These two scenes are connected. This is and again, I I am not smart enough to figure it out. Someone <laughs> needs to come into the comments and be like, "Here's what one is trying to say." With the or or maybe Studio Bones, whoever came up with this, there's there's a scene with powers, a scene without powers, and then on the flip the side, wolf. a cat without powers, and then a scene with powers, um, and why that matters after the acceptance part. But I do think it's matters. I think it's it's a pivotal growth moment. I just can't fully flesh it out myself. I just don't like it. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to say that with us mid-tier IQ people like Jason and I, <laughs> room, tempi- room temperature. Yeah, room temperature. It's <laughs> it's it's just unpleasant. It does not. It comes across as if it's not thought out and as if it's just a cheap, artificial way to push the story into where it's trying to go, where it needs to go. It felt it felt arbitrary the way it was presented. If it yeah. intended to say something else, which I tend to believe you, Troy that it was intending to say something else. I didn't yeah. get that message while watching it or thinking about it later. So you got to spell it out for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I just feel there. if, if he had just gotten hit, mm. if they had skipped the cat and had him just jump out and got hit, that would have been arbitrary. Like dropping a piano. We need to knock out mob. Boom. There it is. Um, then it'd be like, yeah, that's just, we pushed the dominoes in the way we wanted it and got it done. The fact that they took out the time for the cat just see, and the thing is, out, like, it sticks out like a sore thumb for sure. We've we've yeah. spent two and a half seasons knowing Mob doesn't like using his powers. So if that's the case, then that feels ham fisted. How could be ham fisted if we can't even figure it out? <laughs> I'm saying no. I'm saying if that was the All intention, right. because that like why why do I need to be told again? I hope I really hope someone's still listening to this. I hope I want some theories on this or tell me I'm wrong. Just tell me like, man, they just wanted to show mob saving a cat, man. You quit overthinking things. That could be it, too. And I'm fine with that. But I would love to hear some theories on this. There's got to be more 
Especially again, a cat comes up at the end. At the end, it's got to be linked, right? Automatically Maybe. linked, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm imagining Troy with a yarn yeah. from one point to another. And it's just like yeah. <laughs> this, there has to be something deeper here. I got it. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> All right. So yeah, he's he's knocked out. Hit by a car. Um, we see people gathering around mob, uh, at, um, bleeding on the ground and then his powers suddenly turn on. We just see a huge crater around him show up and then the city begins to shake and we learn there's an evacuation order in progress and mob is basically marching from one end of the city to the other to and get to the electronics park. stop working too, which yeah, I phones, find interesting. Phones are having issues. Um, and he's just weaving uh, past yeah, because the guy who hit him i thought he was gonna run and i loved that he was like responsible enough to be like oh yeah. i just hurt him i need to call for help and he can't call for emergency services because his phone isn't working and then vegeta gets up and starts <laughs> walking down the street so this is question mark question mark question mark mob who's made maybe two appearances three appearances in all of mob psycho it is the subconscious version of mob, the hidden, all suppressed emotions at once. Um, it's not actual mob, but it is in its own way, which we come to explain, which I love because that was a hanging plot thread of what the heck is that question mark? And he kind of got it, but to have him actually have to confront that persona and have them discuss what's going on, I thought was beautiful. All right. So um, Hanazawa shows up. And starts battling with Mob, trying to like suppress him and like, hey man, you look like you're having some issues, <laughs> and I'm here to help. Uh, I'm sorry about tying you up. I'm gonna tie you up, and he starts trying to destroy the flowers, which becomes a thing. Like everyone's trying to break the flowers, and Mob is super active at protecting the flowers. Yeah, because he barely engages his opponent the entire time. But the moment the flowers leave his hand, his attention 100% directs to it. And that's when he was like, oh, if I destroy the flower. And then that that was a terrible decision. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll destroy the flower. Whoa! Yeah. So he he multiple times blasts Hannah's all away until the point where they reach like a... Because uh, they're in the forest at first, but eventually they reach buildings and people are in danger. And so Hanazawa <laughs> is trying to save the people. Mobs blasting him. And Hanazawa then, reaches the buildings first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hanazawa gets all his clothes yes. and top of his hair blasted off. Yep. And this we, we already talked about this is his his resolution, though, is that instead of focusing on the fight or just trying to be better than Mob, he declares himself a rival, but he chooses to save the people out of the rubble with his last power, remaining of his power, and then he loses a Mob walks on actually i love that he says because i save the people i win yep that was cool also mob awakens inside the real mob awakens inside his own mind and can see what's happening and is literally cheering on hanazawa like you gotta beat me can't let this keep going actually it's funny you mentioned like the real mob what we come to find out is like they are but, or at least I think Ritsu figures this out. 
they are one and the same. Right. It is just two uh, sides of the same person. I guess to that end, what because we do have Mob talking to himself. We need a name for both. Well, what's well, his real name? Well, because that's how they distinguish each other in the sub. Shigio? Shigio. Yes, Shigio. that's right. Um, yeah, so the the power side of him claims to be uh, Shigeru. And Shigio. He call, Shigio. Shigio. And he calls the persona version of Mob, or the one that's not in control, right. Mob. Okay. He calls him Mob. Yeah. I okay. love that because he's like, oh, you're Mob. You're the fake one. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh. Are, have we all this time been watching a constructed personality that was there to yes. protect the the actual real Shigio who was so scared? But, I mean, obviously it doesn't seem like since the power wants out, the power wants to be used. So the power isn't hiding. But for a moment there, I was like, this would be so cool if that's what was happening. Right. But it said it's everyone puts on a public persona. And hide their inner self because right. yeah, that's that's how you get through life. <laughs> that's just real. yes, yes, it is. It's uh, called the mask. Everybody here. wears. And then if you're a, a super powerful Esper, it just turns into a, a powerful monster that's going to destroy a city. Yes. All right. Um. So I know, Jeremy, one of your issues is the amount of coincidence, maybe, <laughs> of characters that start showing up here. Um, yeah, I, I, I know that justified. But. There's only <laughs> there's only two that bug me, and it's the grocery store, the the bad guy from season one, and the sword guy from season two, or maybe who they were both in season one, uh, who who are running a grocery store that just happens to be in Mob's way. Everyone else makes sense. Like people who know about Mob are seeing his picture and running to find him. People who can sense his energy that makes sense. A Suicide Squad plot line yeah. is a little suicide odd. Squad. Yep, didn't like Suicide Squad, and I know that it was just because, hey, we need to bring – that's the leader of Claw, right? We, right. Just, we need yes. to resolve his relationship with his son, so let's bring him and his son into this and have them do a little fight as well that they're going to lose so that they can resolve their problems and have their relationship be fixed up and they can go home. And then just so, just in case, because we know a lot of people liked these two characters, we're going to put them in the grocery store and he's going to have to walk through the grocery store. So he's going to encounter them and they're just going to be annihilated. Right. The grocery store is the only one that seems silly to me. I'd agree with that. That one was silly. Okay. Think about it. I love this idea because it spawns a completely complete side story that doesn't exist or at least could exist. Right. So imagine you're the government of this mm-hmm. city and mm-hmm. you and Amanda know... Waller is running to prison. <laughs> I know. Right. Do they have but bombs you... in their necks? Is that like, but how you are they know... controlling him? How are they controlling him? We know how much of a threat he was in season two. You're just going to well, keep that guy in a suicide squad. Right. Right. But but the thing is, is like, you know, sending tanks and jets will be worthless. Uh Yeah. Or the or the army or police at this guy. That's not going to work. What's your next step? Well, in prison, we have all these dudes that are under reform. And if we promise them lighter sentences, they can come. Now, I agree. Like the leader of Claw, like he could have just walked out of prison literally yeah. at any time. What's keeping him there? That's the question. What's keeping him there? That's a cool plot line. Really? Guess what, though? This is the end of the show. Right. 
So, so we that's get to a imagine great, it, whatever that's we a want. Great, yeah, right. No, it's the end. We're so busy. Like, okay, if our goal is to tie up all these loose knots, that's a new one for you that just showed up. That that did not successfully tie the knot but off, it doesn't, tie the ribbon okay. off of this character. But that whole, like, side plot, it's like, one, could be a new manga. Troy would read it. Uh, but two, <laughs> a resident manga expert, right? Uh, but two, like that side plot has nothing to do with mob or what's happening within this story. So sure. the fact, the fact that whatever it is, it's keeping that dude in prison. That doesn't really matter to this. And it also is a bit had to I agree. They don't yeah. give a good reason for a, why he's in prison and B why he's on a, you know, uh, what is that? A, a air to ground vehicle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> flying well, towards mob right now. I think that the, the reason is very clear. And that reason is we need to tie up all the loose ends. And so we need a cameo yeah. from the yeah, leader of claw. A, again, another contrivacy, just like being yes. hit after using his powers. Yes. Yeah. And don't bring, this, I, don't bring this back to me. <laughs> your own battle, man. <laughs> So I think if there were less cameos or if this took uh, – if they were brought but in at different times for so different good. Issues, didn't to me. So I did not like it. Okay, so so just to weigh in with my two cents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think Suzuki needs to be here. And especially his line, I'm here to I, – I had to fight you to, to pay back my debt, he says. I, I I think this character needed to show up no matter what. And I do think it would have been better if he had actually just walked out of prison. Like, he sent this mob. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, it's time to repay my debt. I'm going. That would have been cool, actually. I'm taking it as a Easter egg or maybe even a meme of the writer talking about Suicide Squad. It is literally the concept of Suicide Squad. Like, yes. hey, we got a bunch of superpower criminals we're going to drop into a war zone to to die for us. Um, so it felt almost like a joke that, and he even kills them all or beats them all up anyway. So it's only yeah. him. It felt like a joke, a little something silly. Mm-hmm. It's, and the grocery store kind of feels like that too, because they don't do anything. It was just like, hey, cameo, a little funny joke. Yeah. So that's, that didn't, okay. Again, the grocery store is contrived and silly. The also, character it... showing up, I do think is important though. I think this is a resolution we needed because it ties back to mob that this man has changed, which was Mob's whole thing in season two, that everyone can change. I'm going to defeat you and change you. And he has, and we get to see that. And he takes his final step towards just completing his character arc. I don't remember that uh, being a part of, you know. Oh, that was totally his thing. Well, that he had to change this guy. Uh, I don't remember that. But but it was, it was more in the framing of, I don't want to kill anyone or mm-hmm. really hurt anyone. So if I can change you, then you're not a threat anymore. Okay. And then he couldn't and had to battle him. And the guy went Omega or was blowing up and Mob had to suck up the power. That actually was kind of a talk no jutsu moment. (laughs) I love, I love that he's go, he goes, you know what? I'm going to do for Mob what he did for me. And then he has a dad moment and it's like, I can't do it. That felt so good. That, which, again, that's the final step of his character arc, right? Like, I put the psychic life I had ahead of everything else. That was his son's big issue with him. And finally realizes, no, I, I need to put my family first. 
and choosing not to do the heroic sacrifice. That never happens. I've never yeah. seen someone not choose the heroic sacrifice when that moment came and being like, no, I have important things I have to be responsible for. I can't, I can't be the sacrifice. I'm sorry. God, that was, that was good. That's okay. Good. But this guy didn't show up until episode 11. Yes. We, so like this, I'm sorry. This is not an important character in season three. This is an important character in season two. And we don't talk about him until episode 11 of season three. That's kind of what I meant when I said like the, the years in between do the, do it kind of a disservice because well, you're right. They, they should, they should have at some point like hinted that he's out there, a scene with him just in prison. Mm-hmm. Maybe Regan talks to him on the phone. I don't know. Something just to remind us he existed and what his whole deal was because I, I didn't know who he was when he showed up in the helicopter. Cool. That would have been cool if, like, it's him and his son, like, over through glass at, at the prison. He's yeah. like, and and he like asked dad, like, you know, dad, why don't you just like get out of here? You can do it at any time. He's like, and then like we find out he's had like a change of heart. Like, no, I need to serve my sons. I did bad stuff. I need to be here right now. Exactly. I was more. Plus, I've got this cool side job that they'll take <laughs> me anywhere to fight bad guys if I need. Yeah, them. right. <laughs> Which I can't talk about. Oops. There's a there's a crocodile and a, a shark man. Guy <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> boomerang. Yeah. I was more invested in the purple haired flower guy. Because they kept showing me that this character existed, yeah, was interacting with the story. Yes. He was trying to stop the tree. He was that, helping Mob out with his that's flowers. A fair point. That's a very fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'll that, I'll give you they should have definitely his name is Suzuki, I think. They should have shown Suzuki and show mm-hmm. like they did the flower guy. Just to remind us, this guy exists, kind of what his deal is mm-hmm. um, for this. It's yeah. still good character resolution, but they should have given it some setup in this yeah. separate season. And I have would have rather one... had that than the alien episode. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Although then how would you resolve them? You know, got to resolve <laughs> them all. Um, <laughs> but I have one other complaint regarding uh, Suzuki and his son show. And that is that after he decided to do the fatherly thing, which was even more heroic, to walk away from this, right? He, his son didn't use psychic powers to get out of there. Like, psychic powers are not taboo. They're not bad. Using psychic powers is not bad. But they he literally says, yeah, we're, we're going to stop using them. And I'm like, you're in a danger zone. Like, you, you could die if Mob goes, boom, you know? Get out. Use the fastest method at, at your disposal to get out. Why would you be like, oh, we have changed. We have learned. Psychic powers are bad. We're not going to use them to get us no, out of a bad situation. No, that was situation. not the lesson that was being told. That's what he said. He no. literally said, we're going to stop using them. No, no, he did. But he then said, we're not going to use them because we're not going to let them define us. Why aren't they using them to get off the battlefield? Because they're out of danger. They're Mob in the battlefield. Was an episode, so they're they were in... like, okay, let's walk away. And Mob, even at this point, was holding him, was holding Shigio back. Right. From hurting them. so they Because they, they saw an opportunity, and they're like, uh, should we help him, like, you know, absorb power or leave? And they're like, well, we'll leave. And so they left. I'm sorry, but if you have the ability <laughs> to leave in a running, run to leave versus crawl to leave, or slowly slug your way away, I I don't understand why you don't run. 
Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Sho could literally suspend his dad in midair with his psychic abilities and then run across the area and be gone. Yeah, but they were and... having a father-son moment. Are, are you Ugh. sure? Because they did get their powers drained. I'm sure they didn't get them drained that much. Maybe it was. Yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> what he drained was the ex- what he drained was the explosion because they threw a big explosion ball and they're like, oh man, he absorbed that. That was all their power though. I, yeah, sure. I do like I do, love that, I do love that. I do love Jeremy's. Yes, yeah, uh, I do love that Jeremy's making a similar argument to the one that I made of something wasn't explicitly shown or told. Yeah, but I'm defending this one because I, know, I like the right? ending so I'm much. I'm okay with inferring this. <laughs> Yeah, but I liked how this ended. Therefore, I'm going to defend it. That's right, exactly. All right, we're moving on. We're, we okay. haven't got to the good stuff. <laughs> this body, is all the good stuff. What are you talking about? The Body Improvement Club shows up. And oh, my they, God. No, they saw him on the cell phone. This makes sense. They, no, they, no, no, no. I'm saying, oh, my God, because the scene no, was hilarious. Jeremy, Jeremy oh. I'm saying. Oh, okay. It's just so silly. They're so outclassed. Like this is just—I know that they, they did. They've done that before. They don't care. They're not there to to stop him. They actually thought he was in danger. I know, but like it's just how dare know, you? At, knowing at this point that we're gonna get cameos from everybody, seeing each one and how they're brought in, it, I have my eyes have been thrown into critical mode. Now when I watch these characters, I'm like, wait a minute, this is okay. I don't know. I think this could have been done maybe a little You're different. missing the obvious one too. Which one? Takane just sitting in the park as a tornado approaches. Right. She even gets up to leave. She's like, maybe I should go. Just... And then she thinks, oh, Mob's voice sure sounded different. I guess I'll go and sit back down as the tornado's coming. <laughs> There's no the good explanation everywhere. for it. No. I just, I love it anyway. But yeah, that that one is a freebie. <laughs> yes, oh. I agree with you there. <sighs> okay, Body Improvement Club. Uh, they all get thrown except for like one of the guys grabs onto Mob, and then he gets thrown. And his head's gonna get bashed in, but Ritsu has been tracking down Mob this whole time. That one makes sense. All of them. Yep. All right. he, Ritsu Ritsu makes sense. We him. even see Ritsu leave. Because, I mean, it's his brother. He senses he it. finds yeah, the accident totally site. He's been tracking the trail. Mm-hmm. He, he found Hanazawa, yeah, Hanazawa earlier, yeah. too. He even puts in... together that he must have been in an accident, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even like, takes the time to cover up. Did he save a cat with his psychic powers? Why would he? <laughs> <laughs> there must be a reason. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Ritsu decides to stop him. And his big resolution is, I've, I've always been scared of you. And I shouldn't have been. This is part of you. This is, this wasn't a monster inside of you. This was you inside of you. And the, this you loves me. And I love you. I accept you. all of you. I accept all of you. And he gets frozen with like psychic strings. And then hit. we see the 100% meter going up. And it's his 100% meter. He gets 100%. And he's able to actually start attacking the flowers. But then Mob just beats the crap out of him. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his 100% and then, like, isn't really them. much. <laughs> Yeah, he rebuilds the flowers, which was hilarious. So I have a little bit of a, a disagreement with just his general philosophy there. Like, have you never seen of Mice and Men or read the book or anything? Like, just because somebody is somebody and they're a nice person and they're sweet and everything and they're your brother doesn't mean that if they have way too much power, they aren't going to accidentally hurt you. I mean, it's already happened. So you should be cautious. <laughs> you should be cautious. <laughs> 
thematic character res- resolutions, Jeremy. <laughs> they don't yes. care about your logic. <laughs> yes, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I've, you've seen what he can do. You All should right. be scared. Reitz is defeated. Mob yeah. moves on. Regan enters the evacuation zone with Sarazawa helping him push through all the psychic energy. And then Mob starts talking to Shigo, and she goes like, hey, when you... First, Shigo's just an outline, and then pieces of color, literally his body, start flying off of Mob and going on to Shigo, and he's like, when you, when we awaken, you won't exist anymore. I'm taking over. And And he starts telling him, like... When we were kids, you locked me away, and you shouldn't have done that, man. You you should not have stopped using me. He, he explains that he's the powers, but he's also the emotions, right? And he's mm. like, you shouldn't have locked me down. That was the wrong thing to do. And so now I'm locking you down, and you know you're you're not getting back in control of this. And then Regan, who's who's gone beyond Sarazawa, because Sarazawa couldn't go any further. Regan kept going, and they both mom and she goes see him and she goes like yeah there, there's a guy who lies to us and he uses us meaning subconsciously mom has figured this out all yeah. along <laughs> and and she goes like look at him now that he sees us for what we really are he, he's he's gonna be done with us and he turns and walks away and regan keeps going and regan's like i just want to tell you something and he's getting thrown by the wind <laughs> and he takes off his shoes and socks and he says I didn't want to lose to you, so I've been working out, too. <laughs> this whole action sequence was beautifully animated. I loved the feeling that you get from watching this, and I hate it at the same time because he's a normal human, and the amount of damage he takes would have wrecked anyone else in this story. He left like, a literally killed. He left right? a crater. Yeah, yeah, a normal human leaves a crater in a wall and isn't immediately eviscerated, uh, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, that didn't make sense. It's such an anime trope, but it's almost always superhumans. It happens to, and I saw that and I was like, no, you can't can't do that with humans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's internal bleeding right there. Liquefied organs. (laughs) As as Jeremy said, logically, this doesn't make sense, Mm -mm. but I was overcome with how good it was. Yeah, it was beautiful. My (laughs) favorite. It doesn't matter. If you want to hook me, you just start playing the OP. And they don't just play the OP. They play the original OP. Yeah. One yeah. through 99. Here we go. Regan's running. I love the sprinting animation. I love that he changes his whole stance when he sees the building start coming down. So we just see him that like start cool. doing high knees and really pumping the arms. And then the camera shifts behind him and we see the building coming down and realize like, I'm getting I'm going to get ahead of this <laughs> uh, power slides past it falls bonks himself and then right as the song is like 99 he's reaching out and then we're seeing flashbacks and he misses the shoulder and he gets crushed to the ground grabs mob's pant leg and she goes like I'm not listening to you and just goes on and then he passes out and then right when Shigo has reached the park Regan gets in front of him and Shigo goes to use his powers on him and he grabs his arms and he looks up and he's got big red cheeks and his dimple has returned. Take it over Reagan's body. So I mentioned earlier the thematic reason I think is important that Dimple's here is because Dimple's the one who says, I think we should listen to him. We should let Regan say what he has to say to Shigo. And because Mob has confirmed that the only person who's honest with him is Dimple, 
I think that opens the door for Regan to get in what he has to say. So if Dimple wasn't here, Regan doesn't get to say what he wants. It's that earlier connection with Dimple that pays off here. That's good. I didn't catch that, but I like That's, that. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Reddit user. Uh, <laughs> and I read this. At the... <laughs> well, and, you know, in this whole scene, there's no cats. <laughs> Probably some flying in that wind. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably. Uh, yeah, Regan. So uh, Regan even asked Dimple to give him a few minutes, and which I don't know why. Dimple knows, <laughs> but yeah. uh, Regan tells Mob, "I'm a liar. I've been lying to you. I have no psychic powers, and I've been using you. And this is a part of me that I'm not proud of, and I don't really like this part of me. But it is a part of me. We all have a part of us we don't like, but we need to accept it. And I think you're the kind of person who's strong enough to do that. You can accept that other part of you." He says something like, if anyone can do it, it's you, Mob, or something about except. I'm close, right? Jason, you give me no, that no, crazy. No, you're... no, no, you're 100% spot on. Something just occurred to me. Okay. Throughout this entire speech, Reagan never apologizes. <laughs> he doesn't? No, he never says, I'm so sorry for using you. He never apologizes for his actions. So it's an implicit apology, then. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's just taking responsibility. <laughs> he's saying, I'm an a-hole, but I'm not changing. <laughs> no. You're right. No. And and if you've read the manga, you know he doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's, realized that's this. Awesome. This, is, this is so great. Reagan's the best. <laughs> um, man, this scene's so good. This is this is three seasons culmination payoff. You know, this relationship has been the the center pillar of the entire show. This problem with it has been interwoven in it, and to have it exposed here, to take the time to make that the climax of your story. Regan's crying as he's saying it. Mm-hmm. His hair's blowing in the wind. It's so good. And then Mob, Mob goes to Shigo, and he's like, and she goes like, you're going to accept me? And he's like, no, I need you to accept me too. We're both Mob. And then they join together and they become 100% mob. And oh my god, I love circular thematic storytelling. That <laughs> nails it. It's so good. <laughs> mm. Man, he must have felt so clever when he's like, when the two halves joined, they're 100%. And that's what 100% meant this whole time. <laughs> There's no way that's what it meant the whole time. But gosh, that's no. clever. That's so good. He was able to use it several times for different things because yes. i know that we've talked about not just in season three i remember seeing seeing him use it in different ways in season two as yeah. well so yeah he plays with that a lot but this is definitely like the top of his game <laughs> right, right just yeah it's just that perfect like i said thematic bringing it mm-hmm. all around connecting the dots um so yeah then mob goes to the park alone he only has one flower left and he goes into the park and then he comes back out. And he's still holding the flower, and she rejected him. And then he cries. <laughs> and then he cries. And then actually, Regan... that's one of the that's one of the things that Mob and Shigo were like. Shigo brings up like, "What if she rejects you?" And Mob's mm-hmm. like, "Well, then we'll work through it together." And so then she rejects yeah. him, and now he has to work through it. And I, I that was great. Which great. starts I... with crying, which he wouldn't have done before. Right. 
I also like the choice that it wasn't the rejection that started this whole thing. Because even Reitz was like, oh, I wonder if he rejected and now he's gone crazy. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of anime would have done. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, wasn't it. It absolutely. was literally just Mob having to self-actualize mm-hmm. before the confession so that mm-hmm. when he got rejected, he could handle it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Re- and then Regan walks him home. They talk about how are we going to fix this city? Good thing we know a lot of psychics. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could jump to a couple months later, and yeah, it's the next school year. Mob's the third year. Um, he's now the vice president of the Body Improvement Club. There's a bunch of new members. Why isn't Mob in jail? I know. I think there's a lot of hand waving when it comes to dealing with the I fallout. Mean, from he literally just wrecked, wrecked mm-hmm. and nearly killed about half the city. There had to have been some casualties and, there's and all that. No, there's no accountability for that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, he's a kid learning to love himself. Memory erasing. Well, <laughs> you can never yes. catch me, coppers. <laughs> that is such crap. That is not something the character would do. I know you're right. But 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 it's the only real explanation. It's it's the only thing that could explain why the rest of society doesn't hold him responsible for what he did. Right, especially if uh, the the leader of Claw. Well, most of Claw didn't go to prison. Only the leader of Claw went to prison. But yeah. he. They do clearly punish espers and are aware that espers can be mm-hmm. a problem. Or so put for the government spots. to just be like, nah, man, it's just puberty, guys. We got to let this one go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. All right, then, and I have it highlighted here long before we even discussed it. Mob helps a cat on a pole by climbing <laughs> the pole. And then yep. he Not goes, using his powers. him and Ritsu and Hanazawa go to Regan's office. And then Tomei is there. She now works there. Um, and then there's a bunch of characters show shows up. Yeah, he's there, too. Why not? Why not? And then they're there for Regan's birthday as a surprise party. Regan comes in and he, he starts to cry, holding back his emotion. You shouldn't do that. It creates monsters. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Tomei accidentally bumps him and he starts to drop the cake. Accidentally, no. She smacks him <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she didn't mean to <clears throat> knock him over. Yeah, she didn't mean to knock him over. Yeah. She just got yeah. a little carried away. Yeah. And uh-huh. then <laughs> falls into the cake. And Mob laughs for the first time ever. Yeah. That we've seen, yeah. yeah. And not just like, <laughs> like full on laughing his butt off and that is the end of the series he is self-actualized guys you did it we got here and and he managed to do it before he got out of school that's pretty impressive man he's only in middle school <laughs> yeah i'm still trying to self-actualize I know, right? <laughs> same uh, all right let's go to our final reviews jeremy this is your pick you can go first um, so yeah, I have a lot of criticisms about just, you know, the cameos, the artificiality of things here and there. Maybe it's just a matter of me not picking up on things that were already there, but some, some things just seem sloppy and, and I think it, it, it comes across at least to me that it's a sloppiness that is, it only exists because we are so set on finishing this in exactly 12 episodes right now. 
it almost feels like an imposed time limit forced it to move at this pace, perhaps, or something like limit of episodes. Maybe not. Um, maybe I'm just seeing things, but, um, yeah, whenever it, it reached its highs though, it was exactly where I would expect from a mob psycho season. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still very happy with it. It was still good. And I'm, I'm going to give it a four. Hi, Jason. You're up. Um, yeah, I have some criticisms as well here and there, um, specifically surrounding cats. Uh, <laughs> I the emotional beats are super good. They don't feel too mushy, and they're very. Even though he's in middle school, this is this speaks to any age. Um, really appreciate the mental philosophy exercises as well. You know me, I love a slow character burn um, when it comes to character arcs. Um, and the fact, and Brett Reagan is the best boy, I swear. Um, this, like I said, I, there, there's, there's a couple things that I disagree with as far as storytelling, but like, this is straight up five for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a five, too. Like I said, <laughs> being, this is the cherry on top of a really perfect dessert. But the cherry was also pretty perfect. So it's not as it doesn't have the substance as the, the, the first two. Um, the OP is almost as good. <laughs> it'll take time to know for sure if it'll, it'll carry on. That's an important part of Mob. But, man, um, they worked hard to get this ending. And so I don't feel it's fair to say because this is just an ending, just an epilogue, that it, it should have anything taken away from it. I think it's a five, um, especially since theme and emotional storylines are near perfect. While the logic might have some flaws, it just doesn't bother me when it's hitting all the right notes at the right time. Yeah, that's a that's that's why it's so good. That we have such a broad range here of like logic over emotion and then emotion over logic and then a nice middle ground. That's right. And, and then Jason <laughs> is also here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see how it is. Look, I didn't I wasn't here for the first one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you watched the first one though, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I watch every anime we do. It's just if I miss a week, then I don't get to talk about it. It was six years ago. I I, I couldn't remember. Like if we had, if, I don't remember if it was like pre-planned. We wouldn't be able to be there, or if it was a last-minute thing. Who remembers six years ago? But okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> All right, uh, our next anime is Summertime Rendering, and if you have Me? thoughts on Mob Psycho one hundred three or two or one or anything we've talked about recently, you can reach us on our Twitter, at Baca Podcast. You can come to our website and contact us button, theanimebacaclub.com. Love to have you visit that. We pay money for that, so when you come there, it makes us happy. We don't get any money <laughs> from it, but... It's nice to see the views go up. It's nice to see the views go up. <laughs> uh, or you can leave a comment where you found this, like YouTube. We've been getting a lot of YouTube comments, so those are great. I also suggest you read other people's YouTube comments. They're not there just for us. It's supposed to be like, hey, let's keep this party going. Let's keep mm -hmm. mobbing, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. don't talk bad about Jintama. Found that out. Never. 
<laughs> I wouldn't even say we talked bad about it. I felt like we talked mildly about it. Uh, no, the comments actually have been great lately. Yeah. So thank you yeah. all for those. And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye. Thanks for listening. Fight on, fight on, fight on. Read manga like I do. Sayonara. <laughs> I love it.